Oh no, Sonic is dead. Rest in peace, Sonic T Hedgehog. Yeah, hardly knew. You... Yeah, har <laughs> hardly knew her. Uh, hello, everybody. My name is Matt, aka Legion Rex, and welcome back to another fantastic episode of the Gap Generic Anime Podcast. With me and my co-host Shane, aka the Bearded One. How are you doing today, Shane? Crazy how the Mario movie ends with an Ava reference. It does. I was right, right? Yeah, yeah, you were. 100%. Yeah. Yeah. I like, like, did you, 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 so you caught it then? Yeah. Like when it happened. Oh, duh, it's fucking obvious. <laughs> like, like, well, and, well, I, I've like, so like, it's pretty crazy that that actually happens. Um, yeah. Uh, fucking, and, and that movie is about to become the highest grossing movie, uh, ever made. I swear to God. Uh, it is in doing insane numbers. Uh, but in any case, uh, I also have, Spencer here. How are you doing today, Spencer? I'm doing great. I got a week left of school until exams. Um, and a whole lot to talk about because, oh boy, this new was a season. Good anime. New, new season. season. The anime that we actually watched for the podcast is great. Uh, so we'll have a lot of stuff to talk about there. But uh, yeah, no. I'm surviving and thriving. Yeah, we have a we have a. Thank you, Shane. Shane has a soundboard and he is a menace. That I'm just is... spicing things up, you know. Yeah. I want, uh, with I, I want a vine boom. Can I get a vine boom real quick? Thank you. Mm -hmm. In any case, uh, we have a wonderful show planned for y'all today. Uh, we have, of course, a simulcast discussion because it is a brand new season of anime, so we have lots to talk about. There, simul pubs. And a, a, a small pieces of news. It's last uh, time we had the onslaught of anime Japan. So, but also obviously news has slowed down for a bit. But we do have a couple of news stories to talk about, as well as our featured anime of the podcast, which is the Dark Tournament Saga for Yu Yu Hakusho. So look forward to us talking about peak. Uh, so, uh, uh, so hopefully you stick around that lawn so is everyone ready to dive into simulcast discussion uh let's <laughs> yes. start off with That's, uh, yeah. yeah yeah shane was on vacation uh yeah. so he was not able to watch any anime outside the ones that he had downloaded on his ipad yep um so uh he didn't so basically he didn't watch shit nope is what is uh but he so but he will be but uh next time he will have stuff to talk about because he will have seen shit uh, so it's going to be me and Spencer because everything's aired. Everything has aired. Uh, the mm -hmm. entire season has started. So, Spencer, uh, what mm -hmm. shows in particular uh, have caught your fancy this season? Uh, okay, we're going to run through the list real quick. Um, keep in mind, I have not watched the first episode of Oshinoko yet because it is 90 you minutes. You mean the feature-length film? Yeah, the feature-length film. Uh, so I, I won't be talking. About, I will not be talking about that this podcast, but next podcast definitely. The I'll, insane I'm fuckers at Dogakobo. <laughs> yes. Um, so I will start with the first on my list is Skip to Loafer. That's actually. I really want to watch this. Um, Skip to Skip, Loafer. I love this Skip show. To is Loafer excellent. Is it's very, very, very good. The art style is very bubbly, very cute. Um, our main character is a wannabe democrat 
but like not like the political party, like a person who wants to be like a Democrat, Democrat. Um, but she has terrible uh, social anxiety. But you know what? She's just a small southern girl living in the big city of Tokyo. And mm-hmm. uh, it's very cute so far. Just it's just it's very much just a. Paint. It's not in a bad way, but it's very much a paint by numbers. Yeah. Like there, there isn't anything crazy yet that's happened that I'm like, oh my god, this this is getting crazy. Uh, yeah. it's, it's very. It's just good. It's just cute. I was it's really interested solid. in watching this art style wise. And also because I was like, oh, this looks like the slice of life of the season that I would probably be into. Then I saw some cuts on Twitter and I'm like, oh, it's mm-hmm. one of these shows where it's got like hyper Sakuga where it absolutely doesn't fucking need it. Yeah, I'm like, oh, PA, well, incoming. P- well, the reason why is because it's PA works. Um, yeah. That's the big reason. It's PA works, not a PA works original. It's based on a manga. Um, but uh, the big thing about it is the why I'm ex- it, it, what, one of the big things I was excited for is but beyond it being PA works and it being based on a manga that's widely acclaimed is the director on it, director and writer on it, which is uh, uh, which is Tomi Da, who is a big name guy in the industry. He's been around for a very long time. Uh, he did a little show that I'm a big fan of. Me and Shane are a big fan of, which is Silver Spoon. Uh, he was the mm, director. Yes on that uh he was also the director you know he was also the director on several seasons of natsume's book of friends which i have never seen but i've heard good heard it's about heard it's great um he was also the director on a show called rolling girls which i was not a fan of um but it looks very pretty um looks very pretty and he's been around as an our storyboard artist and episode director on basically every show you can think of great pretender uh, Takagi-san, Shamrai Shampoo, SAO, 91 Days, Ergo Proxy. He's been around. He's been around the industry for a very long time, and he's one of the best in the, best in the business. He, he wrote and directed this. This is one of his passion projects, and I'm very excited to see what he does with this. And the f- episodes we do have are some of my favorites of the season so far. He is... This is, this is great shit. This is really good stuff. Um... And it was a strong start to the season, too. Uh, it was one of the first ones that aired, I think, as well. Yeah. But, yeah, Spencer, what else? What else uh, are you watching? Next, I'm also watching the Konosuba spinoff, Konosuburashi Sakai no Bakuen, well, which is God's blessing on this wonderful explosion. Oh, God. Um, it's good. It's just, it's Konosuba. It doesn't look good. Well, it looks fine, but it doesn't oh, look like. Oh, I have some things to say about how this show, how this looks. Um, I'm trying to be nice and say, you know, oh, it it looks fine. It looks subpar to be nice. It lo- Okay, so Konosuba was never exactly a uh, animation powerhouse to begin with. No, um, but it had charm. Uh, but the problem with this. And the, the problem with the show, like I have seen the first episode of it and all and the big thing that sticks out to me as to why I feel like at least this show is at least from this first episode isn't working um, is two things. One, it looks like ass. Um, 
uh, the big pr- the, this is the third this is the second studio change that we've had for this franchise. It's we've got it went from Dean to JC Stav and now it's at Drive. And Drive for and Drive for lack of a better term hasn't really done a whole lot. Um and the last thing they did was to your eternity season two. And I can assure you that that show does not look good. Um to your eternity really suffered in its second season from kind of garbo animation quality at points. Uh and and now they are split as well. They're working on season three at the same time. So clearly they have more workload to for Konosuba. And the other thing about it, why I don't know if this show is going to entirely work, is the appeal of Konosuba is that it's always sunny, but isekai. That's what Konosuba is. If you remove the rest of the cast and just put Megumin in it in the lead and have her basically be at a class, she's at magic school, pretty much, then it's literally every like fantasy show a fantasy show with like a magic school that we get it's like little it this is basically little r-rated little witch academia which is not interesting to me that's not interesting to me it's the same it's the same stuff we've seen before in the fantasy stuff i can't see this working unless you're like a big megumin fan so this is clearly going to be josh's favorite show of the season is what i'm yes. getting at um, but yeah. if you're, so if you're a Megami fan, I'd go watch it, obviously. Um, but I can't see, but I also can't see the Spencer, do you think this will work for 12, epi- an entire core, 12 episodes uh, no. of material? No, I'll, I'll be honest. No, I don't think it will. Um, not that I think the show is bad because it's not bad because Konosuba itself is not bad. It's very good, but Megamine by herself simply doesn't have enough to really play off of. Like, like she has Union and she has a, b- a bunch of other characters and you know her her family and it's it it is still very Konosuba. It's very wacky, but Megamine by herself is not an interesting enough character. It's what she brings when mixed with people like Aqua and and um Cosma and. Darkness. It's 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 that group of people together is what made Konosuba Konosuba. It's with just dynamic. one of them. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's it it's like and that's not me shitting on Megamine. It wouldn't work with really any of them. Like it's yeah. it's except uh, maybe Cosima, because Cosima is just that kind of character. I was like gonna he's... say though, imagine a show just with Cosima. Like, could you really tolerate that for a whole season? No. No, I couldn't, because Kazuma by himself is the kind of character that I hate. But Kazuma, when he's with the three muscus, yeah, the three chuckle fucks, is genuinely hilarious. Like, so it's that kind of thing, where if you like Konosuba and you like Megamine, you'll probably like this show. But it doesn't have enough on its own merit to really warrant going out of your way to watch it right now. Yep, and it looks like butt. So I think and, that's and a, it looks it, like butt. Yeah, it, it looks uh, like butt, and I hope I hope it gets better as time goes on. Um, I'll skip. I'll skip this. Uh, next up is the second season of Birdie Wing called <laughs> Golf. Uh, this Birdie is just Wing. more Birdie Wing, which means it's goaded by <laughs> goaded by. It is goaded, Kino, and ridiculous. Um, um, 
I'm going to save that one for later as well. Uh, the second season of Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch from Mercury just dropped. Um, it's more Mobile Suit Gundam The Witch from Mercury, except now they're bringing back the, cockp- uh, the cockpit like camera sw- swivels from Gundam, mm-hmm. and it just mm, works so well. Oh. This uh, yeah, that's the most recent episodes for it. Uh, the most recent, uh, the the most recent episodes for it are have been very very good. It's been a very, very, very good, very very good. And the best part is, you don't even need to be a Gundam fan to watch this. It's just a good show. It's, it's just a good mecha that just happens to be called Mobile Suit Gundam and have like yeah. Gundam branding in it. It's a good mecha. What myself. war crimes will Saletta commit this season? Oh, uh, she already committed one. And oh, she looks, she did she no. So and Saleta is not the only one committing. If you've seen the most recent episode, Saleta oh, is I, not the yeah. only one committing war committing crimes war now. Crimes. It, in fact, most of the people are committing war crimes. Mm-hmm. And I'm very excited to terrorism. see where this goes. It's good, I'm really excited to see where this goes. The show is doing it so well in Japan right now. I'm really happy that we are the second golden age of Gundam. It's happening. <laughs> Um, next up, we have, uh, My Home Hero, which I'm watching. Uh, um, let, okay. How do I, how do I count the words to describe this show? Ten. Um, so. Ten words. So it currently has a. I believe it's a seven point something on Mal. It it's seven point four. Seven point zero four on Mal. The manga has a seven point nine four. Okay, <laughs> just to put that into perspective. Um, what if your daughter was be- was dating a Yakuza member who was physically abusing her? So you, this mild mannered, meek salary man, decides to just fucking murder this man in cold blood. Hell yeah. With a rice cooker. Let's, let's go, if, baby. And then what if afterwards your wife walks in and she's like, oh shit, honey, you've committed a murder. Uh, we can't let our daughter know about it because she'll, you know, this is bad. Okay, sounds good. I'll help you cover up the murder. Thanks, wife. Leave with the daughter. I'm going to go cut this man up, dissect him, put him into the bathtub. Uh, he... Uh, basically make a soup with this man so that the water uh, dries out of his skin. Then I'm going to uh, skin him alive. Then we're going to take the body parts, put it into a suitcase, okay? Then we're going to take the skin, we're going to drape it so that we can dry it, so that when it dries out, we can uh, save it. We're then going to take the bones, and we're going to get some bone meal from a garden store, and we're going to plant the body parts with the bones and bone meal on top. That way, people won't know it's it's in this planter, okay? Now, what if the Yakuza was confused because the sister's the sorry the daughter's boyfriend yakuza man who's now dead was actually the son of the big yakuza man and the big yakuza man is like this smarmy lawyer okay so now we have this tense battle of like father and and mother husband and wife versus the yakuza and it's this cat and mouse game okay which seems like it would be interesting now what if it looked like shit (laughs) <laughs> what if this was a slideshow? Um, it, wh- no, I, not just a slideshow, but a, like a slideshow. 
Uh, there's a uh, so you know. Okay, so Shane, you remember how Lucifer and the Biscuit Hammer had that really dumb smudging in a lot of its shit? It's here too. Yeah, it's ugly, ugly. Because I, I was gonna say it's somehow not the weirdest premise of the season, and I was kind of into it. Yeah, oh, no, boy. no. It looks like shit. The show should be really good because it actually is a very interesting plot about you know the lengths a family will go to protect those that they love, you know, the lengths a father will go to in order to protect his only daughter, his baby. What will you, know, you do for Klondike you Bar? Do? Would you kill exactly. a man? The answer is probably not me. The Klondike though. bars are pretty good. I'm, I, gotta say. I can't have a Klondike he's bar, gonna, but I'd still murder somebody. He's going to kill a, he's going to kill me. I don't know. I don't know. My home hero. I watched the first episode uh, not only it, it looked like ass, and then I it looked like ash, and it's the kind it's the kind of show that has an interesting premise on paper. Then you actually watch it, and it's like, oh, this is just kind of ed edge lord shit. Um, it's very edge lord. Uh, it reminds me, Shane, it reminds me a lot of in terms of the way it's written, of like Platinum End, if you remember that. Oh. Uh, it's, n it's it's very edge lordy, which mean which means that like if if you're like 16 years old, you oh, probably yeah. think that this is like the fucking edgiest, like most mature, the thing coolest you've shit seen. you've ever seen. The like like yeah, a ba <laughs> based. Yeah, uh, it is. It is not that. I think once again, and I'll talk about another show that has a really fascinating premise that is completely let down by its its animation and art style. Uh, but after that, though, we have, do you know what's, what is edgelord shit, but is fun edgelord shit? Reverse isekais. We're talking yeah. about Deadmount Deathplay. Deadmount Deathplay. This Dead one's Mount, a lot more fun. I like this one. Deadmount Deathplay from the twisted mind of Narita Ryogo, a.k.a. Twisted the creator mind. of, a.k.a. the creator of Darara, Bakano, um, Chaos Dragon, um, fate, strange, fake, it, and this uh, comes Dead Mount Death Play, and it is a showdown where a corpse god necromancer fights against a legendary hero in this isekai world, and then at the final shot, the 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 necromancer does some big spell, and then the guy, a person wakes up. His name is Polka Polka Shinoyama, and he's like, "Wow." And then he looks, and then he walks around, and his neck is cut. So he's he's in reverse isekai. Somebody inherited the body of this dead kid. Oh, then, I think I've seen this. I think I've seen shots of this on Twitter. Is this the one? Then, is this the one with the shot of um, like the the random kid in the alley, and he's like his neck is bleeding. He's just like, huh, huh. Yeah, it's yes. that one. That one. Is yes. it good? Yes. It's a ton of fun. It's a ton of fun. A, I don't know if it's good yet. However, I it it's like okay. You know what this reminds me of? It reminds me a lot. It, it it's like if Recreators met Mirai Nikki. Yeah. Um, in a good way. So if Recreators uh, was edgy, it's edgy. Re, it's edgy Recreators, which is not a bad thing. Um, bad thing. We don't get enough of reverse isekais because I think there's a lot of potential with those premises because bringing like any care any kind of those anime characters into like a realistic world setting is automatically like in in my mind infinitely more interesting uh 
And it's Narita doing it. And Narita uh, is bringing his standard kind of storytelling to this, where, like, yeah, there's a main character, but there's, like, fucking, like, 15 other characters, and they're all equally important, which I... It this oh, yeah. I can't I can't wait until halfway though. through this season. There's like no main character anymore. It's just like a bunch of it's like a massive ensemble thing. It's also going to be. It's also like most Naruto stuff, incredibly violent, oh, very yeah. graphic. Um, but there is like a a twist, quote unquote, at the end of the episode that I won't spoil. But I do. Strongly, strongly, strongly recommend this because it is genuinely a ton of fun. And it has the makings to be an actually good show. Even if it isn't an actually good show, it's still a ton of fun so far. So very excited about that. Um, I am watching uh, Auno Orchestra, which which is about a violinist whose dad is a piece of shit and fucking has an affair. And he, w- his dad was the reason why, as a kid, he got into playing the violin, and he doesn't want to play, but he gets stuck teaching this, this cute and bubbly, you know, young girl at her school. He doesn't want to. Um, it's very cute. Uh, and it's probably going to be really good, because it's going to be about violins. Um, I did not show. watch the first episode. I've heard it's good. Um, yep. And uh, I, I have been told it, it. It seems to me very similar to like, what the fuck is that? What the fuck is that show? Um, Which one? That music show. The one with the the one. Uh, Kono Otome, I think it's the. Oh, Kono Otome. Yes. Yeah, Kono Otome. I've heard it's very similar to that. Yeah. So. Similar style. So Shane would like it because because we watched that one. Yeah, that show is really good. Very good. Fuck. Um, and then the last two that I want to talk about, because they're the most wacky. I'll start with uh, Kamikatsu working for God in a Godless World. I did not watch. Th- I did not watch this. OK, uh, with, a, uh, with a title like this, you got to sell this shit, brother. <laughs> OK, so so first off, Shane, do you remember that that picture of that monster I put in boys chat? I believe so. Yeah, that is like the worst looking thing you have ever seen in your entire life. Is that from this show? <laughs> That's from this show. Uh, I will actually real really quickly. I will replace it in podcast. That way, you don't have to go looking for it again. Hell yeah! And I'll bring it up on screen. There you it go. Lo- it looks like I don't know what this is. Oh Jesus Christ! It. This thing. Yeah. This yeah. fucking guy. Yeah. So. <laughs> so. This PS one looking. Why, why does it? Why does it have like realistic lips? I don't know, but that is a monster. It shows up for about three minutes. But okay, let me give you the pitch for this for all Kamikaze. Right, all right. Sell because it, to me. it is a it is a genuinely good concept. So he, here we go. We follow a kid called Yukiko. The show starts with him being sacrificed by his father, who is the leader of a cult. Okay? So he, he gets thrown in the water and he laments about basically never being able to live a normal life because he was the son of this cult leader and he basically was trained to to be sacrificed from the moment that he lived. So with his dying wish, you know, he wished to be in a world that was rid of religion. He didn't want to deal with religion anymore. 
because he saw the evil in it. So he wakes up in an isekai world in which he learns very quickly that religion doesn't exist. Okay? So there's no religion, and he's very happy to be in this small town. And throughout the episode, we learn, okay, so the people in this small town, um, they seem to be completely fine with, like, you know, the way that things are to an extent. And then they go into the, um, the, the, the big city, and the people from this town start to get dirty looks from the people in the city. And while they're in the city, our main character walks up to this, what he believes to be a execution, but actually is a ritualistic suicide. You see, he is in a world in which your life and death is decided by the country. People no longer fear death, and they embrace it. And those that fear death end up in this village. Okay, they're outsiders. Those who don't want to die are are branded outsiders, put in these villagers and put in these villages. And then at any point in time, the government can walk into those vi villages and execute them on the spot because they have fear for death and dying it, instead of seeing it as what the government deems to be the right thing for the population. And then at the end, the god or the goddess that the Yukiko, kind of his father, worship comes to life. They murk a bunch of guards, and that's really where the episode ends. Fascinating concept about morality and how people, how fearing death can be seen as both as a negative thing. And but, in this but then it's got PS2 motherfucker over here. But then it has PS2 motherfucker over here and is like the most etchy bullshit ever. Yeah, I think it's important uh, to mention that this scene is an etchy and apparently an a dude that he gets a hand job in the first episode. From what <laughs> that's correct. The, the main girl reads a book that says I that, that says it in order to give strength back to men, she has to do this. And then she gives him a hand job. And he's just like, what? Basically, okay. yes. And then and then they go to a bookstore and they find like porn books, like smut books. And, and I was like, he's oh, it's time like, for me to rebuild my strength. He's like, this is normal. And the main girl, uh, I think her name's like fucking Arausa. Um, Aruraru. 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 She's Aruraru. not the, yeah, yeah. Aruraru. Aruraru. Yeah. Aruraru. Voiced by Kanahanazawa, by the yes. way. Yes. Um, and show is hilariously bad, but. It's one of those shows where I'm more upset that it had the audacity to have an actually interesting premise only to be used on cookie-cutter, etchy bullshit. Yeah, and then surrounded Cookie-cutter, etchy bullshit. bullshit. To be fair, though, they're not wrong when the idea, oh, I can do this to give strength back to men. You know what? They're not entirely they're, wrong. Yes, they're not the wrong because post-nut clarity scene, is a thing. The big thing about that scene was that our main character was unconscious when she did it. Okay. All right. Never yeah. mind. That's that's a uh, little. Time, yeah. Time to rebuild his strength. Anyways, so Matt. Yeah. My friend, my best friend, even. Magical destroyers. 
Oh boy. Okay, so Magical Destroyers is easily one of my favorite had easily one of my favorite premieres of the season. Um, yes. Uh, uh, and it's and it's again another case of what will also very likely be one of the more underappreciated shows of the season because it has like a six point eight on Mal at the moment. Yeah. Um. Uh. And so Magical Destroyers is an so Magical Destroyers is the kind of bizarre bonker bonkers gonzo premise i love it is a set in a dystopian future otaku culture is completely gone it's been obliterated they say that in show uh it's been obliterated by this organization um and there's this guy called otaku hero uh, who's a revolutionary alongside a trio of, there's a trio of magical girls who are called Anarchy Blue and Pink respectively which are really cool names um and the and the whole goal is we want to create a world where you could basically just fucking say what you want about what you want and as like as what you want when you want and shit that kind of stuff it's a it's a, it's the kind of premise it's the kind of premise that on its paper uh it uh, reminds me a lot of uh and if uh, it what what's the name of that show what's the name of the show uh shimonetta it reminds me a lot of shimonetta in a lot of oh, ways yeah. yeah um except except instead of smut it's fucking otaku, otaku culture culture um however what really sells magical stories for me is less so its premise and more so its execution because this is a visual delight it looks wonderful there's a lot of great cuts in this it's got fantastic animation uh every all the the voice cast is absolutely insane the lead one of the leads anarchy is voiced by i for ours um aka fucking uh fucking jolene jolene yep, fucking jolene. jolene and she's obviously as amazing as you would expect her to be um and it's got the OP of the Millennium. Um, the abs, like the OP of the Millennium, where it starts out as like kind of a grunge, like kind of grunge metal esque song at the start, and then turns like fucking experimental dubstep halfway through. It becomes noise metal, is what it is, really. <laughs> and it's insane. It's 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 a it's it, it it's like it's like if Aku like it's like how Akudama Drive's OP was like some weird wacko shit and it was great. And then the it's like beat that. dropped. Yeah. Exactly. It's great. It's fantastic. It's got a fantastic OP. It's actually one of one of my favorite premieres of the season, easy. I really, really like this a lot. Um, I also like so so a lot of the supporting characters are just defined by what they like. And I I like it because otaku culture isn't just anime. It's just a, you know, it's a it is a big love for a certain topic. So your supporting characters that are helping Otaku Hero and the Magical Girls are like the anime otaku who wears like an anime shirt and like a mat like a a helmet that has horns on it. There's a game otaku, an idol otaku, a JSDF otaku, military otaku. There's a pro wrestling otaku, Shane, and that guy's great. Um, and then our main character has this adorable little, like, magical girl friend called Kiyotaro, which is, like, this, like, red, like, monster beast thing. That's very cute. But, uh, 
it's it's so absolutely strange because our main char- one of our main characters, Anarchy, which is basically she's the red magical girl. Um, see, like the way that she henshins or she like transforms is like she just rips her clothes off and then puts on like a magical girl outfit. But then she like actually kind of has magical girl powers, and it's not explained how this happens. And also, I don't think one, it matters. <laughs> it doesn't. But also, one of the magical girls, Pink, wears a gas mask all the time, and I don't even know what her deal is yet. But we mm-hmm. we just rescued Blue, and it's a fucking bonkers show that yeah. I think everybody should watch. Get that score up higher, boys. We need that up pretty, higher. Pretty insane that this is, by the way, being done by Beeberry, um, yeah. which is a studio that's best known for doing the second season of Quintuplets. And man, this show looks a lot better than anything else they've ever done. It looks visually really great. I don't know that's what correct. they were. I don't know what. I don't know what's at the water at Beeberry right now, but it's some good shit. I can it's give me some good shit, baby. They, they um, do be drinking. Anything else you want to discuss? Or? Nope, that's it. Um, so there's a couple other shows that uh, Spencer hasn't mentioned that I wouldn't bring up. Uh, the first one being uh, the first one being uh, Hell's Paradise, which I watched the first episode. Oh yes, of. I'm I'm w- w- waiting for I the w- dub for that. I was waiting. Yeah, dub started, so you can yeah. start. Oh, okay, the cool, dub cool. is started. Yes, dub has started up. Um, it's good. Um. It's good. It's not amazing by any means. Um, I, I have been following the production of this show and very intensely. Um, and I know that the manga it's based on is widely acclaimed. Mm-hmm. Um, Can confirm. Uh, so I'm ho- so I oh, so obviously my expectations were all over the place for this. Uh, none of the trailers were doing it for me. Uh, and knowing that they were pre-rendered, um, did not. Uh, did not help in that regard. Um, however, uh, it, the first episode was really solid. Um, I liked the I liked the tone of this. I like the art style, and I like the I like the I think the premise is fantastic, uh, and it has potential to be this really cool kind of maybe a little bit like like this really cool like maybe a little bit gorier than usual shonen, which we don't get a lot of. Uh, and uh, get a lot of the only thing that's really bothering me about it is that the pacing does seem a little off. This is a little off, and it makes sense because this is, this show is apparently only going to be thirteen episodes, but it's adapting like thirteen volumes of content, which I yeah, don't it's like a hundred and sixteen chapters, I think. Yeah, can yeah. they do that in thirteen? The answer is probably not. Um, they can, but they're gonna probably rush through a lot. Yeah, which sucks because from what I've heard, Hell's Paradise is the kind of manga where everything is important. You can't yep. really rush it. Um, so uh, we can't really rush it. However, I do. And from what I understand, now I'm wondering how put how the production of this is going to hold up. Apparently, a lot of the same staff on Hell's Paradise is the Kaisen team that's also doing the new Kaisen season. So either they so I so basically we'll know uh, if Hell's Paradise looks good. Get ready for some butt ugly episodes of Kaisen. Um, or if this looks or if this still does starts looking ugly. Um, well, I guess Kaisen's probably going to look really good. Uh, but in any case, I really enjoyed the first episode of that. I'll definitely keep watching. Oh, because oh, it's going to be one of the ones. Sorry, and um, before you move on, it's like it's it's in the running for OP of the year of the year for me already. I love. Oh, that OP. OP is excellent. 
OP is fantastic. So um, also, with the fantastic OP is Demon Slayer this season uh, because it's Man with a Mission. Uh, yeah. Oh, oh um, is it? Yeah, man. Yeah, and is. they also did the ED. They did the ED as well with Yuki Kajira. So, um, uh, so it's so their their stuff with Demon Slayer this season is great. Uh, Demon Slayer is also really solid this season. Um, it's the Swordsman Village arc, which I don't, which obviously I haven't read the manga, so I don't know uh, how good that arc is. I have heard from people that it's one of the weaker arcs of the of the manga. Um, that's because uh, however, that's because it's sandwiched in between Entertainment District and then the final arc, which is Infinity Fortress. And a oh. pillar training exists, goddammit, and I'm tired of people saying it doesn't. It's going to be like an episode or two at the end of the season, and you know it. I know it. However, unless they give it a movie because it's, it's like listen, nine chapters. <laughs> listen, I already talked to my friend because he's like, oh, there's only like two more arcs left. And I'm like. Motherfucker. One, thank you for counting pillar training. Two, race to sun up, race to, to sunrise is a fucking arc. It's yeah, the like they split shit. the final they're arc is split into two. Thing. Yeah, they're, they're split into two, and I've and yeah, I checked the count. Yeah, it's gonna knowing how Ufo Table is adapt is adapting Demon Slayer, which by the way, uh, they adapt it kind of slowly. They don't they don't adapt it quickly. Uh, that final arc is gonna take at least like three seasons to do. Like it's going Perfect. to be a long. It's going to be long. Like that's what it's. They're going to drag it out. Um, but I really. But obviously, it's de this is Demon Slayer. Like it's good shit. If you're a fan of Demon Slayer, watch this. Watch, if you're you're probably watching this new season, so you don't need me to tell. You don't need to tell me to. Uh, you know, I don't need to tell you to watch it. Uh, but I'm enjoying it. Uh, will I like it as much as Entertainment District? I don't know. That's the best arc of the fucking show to me so far. So, but and I'm very, but I'm, I'm going to keep watching it. Uh, I'm going to keep watching it, obviously, because it's quite good. I'm really enjoying it. Uh, in terms of other shonen that aired this season, um, fucking Mashal is a whole lot of mid. I was kind of oh, disappointed. Oh, oh, no, I even massacred my boy. I'm not okay. going to front. I have not read the manga. So this is coming from someone who has not read the manga. I and I've heard from people, mainly Spencer, uh, that the manga is a lot better. Um, okay, uh, but, Shane. But, go ahead. Yeah, sorry, just for one second. Shane. My friend. Yeah. The first episode of Mashal really only covers up to, like... It's the first chapter, chapter I know that. It's, it's, yeah. It's, it's the, the entirety first of the first chapter. It seems, so, it seems like most Shonen Jump adaptations are just doing that nowadays. Episode yeah, 1 is so, just chapter 1. I told Matt, I said, wait a couple of episodes because the beginning of Mashal is pretty slow. Um, and it doesn't really pick up into like wackiness um, for a, the first like arc or two. So keep on it um, because it does get a lot better. But yeah, after watching the first episode, it reminds me how kind of bland the first chapter of that anime is of that manga is like it's yeah mo most of my issues with it are, are actually mainly in its execution and it's like actual presentation uh though uh and i think it's not bad by any means but for an a1 series it looks it's a particularly kind of meh uh, it to, doesn't look amazing. Like, to be fair, Mashal, early Mashal also kind of has, like, 
one quality to it, like early one artwork. Like it's the, mm-hmm. the art's not great in the manga starting off. So I don't know. It my the thing about the first step. I don't know. I think I don't know. Like I thought it. I thought it was. I thought the. I thought it was fine. I'm going to keep watching. It's a. If from what I know is the show is going to be split core, uh, split double core. Um, I don't. I don't know if they can do the whole manga in 24 episodes. Uh, like they're claiming they can do. Um, it would that that seem that seems like a mistake waiting to happen. Yeah. Um. Uh, but no, but I'm, but I'm actually, but I'm still gonna, I'm still gonna keep watching. Um, actually, you know what is reminding me of the, like the the uh, the adaptation. You know what is it reminding me of? It's reminding me a lot of right now how the early Black Clover stuff in terms of adaptation. Yeah, feels very a little stilted and very much like very very safe. It's, it's a very safe adaptation, which is what I which. From the PVs is what I was worried about. It feels very beholden to the original source material. Not a lot of, not not a lot of creative ways to adapt the thing. It's basically like here's the panels from the manga, but now with like lift flaps and some movement. Um, which if you like that, I get. I, I guess you can watch this, but uh, 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 uh you can watch this, which is interesting because this is also a season which has strong animation for stuff across the board in some cases uh like fucking heavenly delusion which i know spencer has not seen yet no um, but i will because uh, dubs up it's already um, getting dubbed which is crazy it's already yeah. getting dubbed i've been watching it subbed though because this is one of my most anticipated of the season and it did not disappoint this is really good this is fucking fantastic stuff um i'm so it's kind of wild that disney was the one who picked this up because this is a weird fucking show um, it is a absolutely weird show because it is, I'm not going to spoil some of the stuff in it. It's one of those shows that like part of the first episode is kind of figuring out what's going on. Um, but all I'll say is that all I'll say is that it's like tonally and like visually, it's like Tokyo Revengers meets Eden of the East meets Akira. I'm, and if you go ahead, I was gonna say based on what I've seen, it's kind of giving me Sunny Boy vibes a little bit. It's got a little bit of that. It's not as experimental as Sunny Boy, um, uh, but like it's got a little bit of that there too. Uh, the fuck uh, if you're a fan of like weird kind of sci-fi horror stuff, you'll like this because there's there's like horror elements to this as well. Um, uh, and of course, uh, which yes, fair warning, there is body horror in this. If you can't stomach body horror, this might be a skip. Let's uh, go, baby. Quite, Let's fucking quite go. a bit of Mutilation, that here, baby. So that's mostly for Spencer because I know he's not huge on body horror. I'm uh, not, but I sat through Videodrome. I can sit through. Man, <laughs> Videodrome is fucking nasty, bro. <laughs> I also sat through. Um, you sat I sat through Akira. Through, Akira, and I also sat through fucking society. Oh Jesus! Yes. Uh, fucking, but yeah, but yeah, uh, Heavenly Delusion is fantastic. If you've not watched it, highly recommend it. Um, and both sub or dub, I've seen in both, and both are very good. It's kind of uh, so. crazy that Disney picked this up and it's already getting dubbed. Like what? Yeah. 
Yeah, Disney did that. Yeah, it turns who knew fucking Disney's like fucking actually been doing well with their fucking licenses. I, I can't believe Disney's doing better in terms of their anime than fucking Netflix is. Jesus Christ. Um, fucking some of the other shows this season that I'm really enjoying. Uh, I'm really I'm really liking Insomniac's After School, which is another really cute uh, romance that, anime. That's on my radar. Uh, yeah, it's another really cute romance anime from Leiden Films. It's on High Dive, so it's one of the few High Dive it would picked up this season. Uh, um, and it's I'm not gonna it, you know, and it's like it's literally about two insomniacs who fall in love because they can't fall asleep, which feels very relatable. Um, uh, and it's and but yeah, definitely worth checking out. It's really cute, and I enjoy it quite a, and I enjoy it, and I enjoyed the little bit I've seen a lot. Um, however, I think the big, the big one, uh, I have not seen Agent Magus season two yet, by the way. I'm waiting for dub um, on that. I'm waiting for dub on that. They did confirm that it is a split core. It's two seasons. It's a split core season. Okay. Um, so 12 per core from what I understand, um, which I'm, but I'm excited for it. Um, I'm excited to watch it. Um, once I do watch the first episode, um, Waifu of the Year is immediately locked in. It's done. It's over. It's Jover. <laughs> it is completely Jover at that point. Um, but yeah, I'm very excited. I have a feeling H and Mag is probably going to end up in my top five of the year when all said and done. Mainly because this is adapting an arc from the manga that's like really fucking good. Uh, the college stuff is amazing, and I'm so glad that it's finally getting adapted. I'm so glad it's finally getting adapted. However, I think the v the big highlight of the season is the one that everybody is watching, which is Oshinoko. Fucking uh, Sentai won this season, bro. Like they Sentai, got the Sentai big pick, boy. Sentai picked up Oshinoko, and turns out that was the best decision they could have possibly have ever made. Um, I'm not gonna spoil anything about Oshinoko because Shane, because no. uh, both Shane and Spencer have not seen the episode yet. Um, I mean, I've read the manga. You you read the manga? Okay, so you so know. I know. You know, but uh, Spencer doesn't. All no. I will say is that I think Oshinoko has the potential to be like anime of the year potential anime, yep. they keep mm -hmm, mm -hmm. of this quality. Um, it wow. is such. It is. It is got the most bizarre. It, on pay once you figure out like it's it's the kind of series that i totally understand also why the first episode is like 90 minutes because the it's adapting the entire first volume in one episode and i feel and there's a reason why because it's the kind of show that like introduces it's like core conceit like late like you have to stick with it for a little bit in order for you to get the core conceit. So I feel like that this show wouldn't have gotten the popularity it has if it hadn't done that entire like 90 minute debut. It just wouldn't. Uh, uh, all I will say, all I will say is that once the actual, once you find out the actual premise of the show, you realize what kind of show this actually is. And you're like, oh, oh, like it's it, it, it all it, clicks. It, it is all clicks. Wild. It has got one of the most wild premises I've heard in, for a manga and an anime in a very, very, very long time. It's Would the kind of it's the kind Akasaka. I don't mean this in the best. I mean this in the best way possible. Akasaka is now officially 
in insane person level. Insane, yep, here. insane person. Shit. We talking like, like like twisted mind of Makoto Shinkai. Twisted mind of Aka Akasaka. Like we're talking Yoshiki Tomino, Hidekiano, uh fucking Makoto Shinkai, I guess. Makoto Shinkai. Mad lad. It is a massive twisted mind ass shit. It's wild. And nothing like Kaguya. If you go in expecting no. Kaguya, be prepared to be disappointed. <laughs> not, I'm not. I'm not. I saw the poster and the, like, not the PV, but the, the key image. Is, is, is that what it's, that's called? Key visual. The, the, yeah. key, key visual. Key visual. Yeah. The key visual. And I saw the coloring and the way things looked. And I crossed my arms over my chest and went, I don't trust this. I, I, will not, this. I will not spoil anything. Do you think anything. it's bait? Oh, 100%. You, you, I can only be baited a couple times a year. Okay? And I got jabated by... Um, what did I get jabated by? It wasn't this year, but after, after watching School Live, um, co- constantly, my guard is up when I see something that could be described as, like, cutesy or idle. I'm just like, hmm, no. After Revue Starlight jabated all, all, all of us, um, I, ain't, I, I, do, I do not trust this anime slash manga I mean, as far as I can throw it. It do be about idols. I it is about, it is about idols. Which it is about idols. even if there was no big twist, your dumbass friend Spencer would be obligated to watch it. Also, this is the show for anyone watching. This is the show. If you've seen on Twitter the gif of the babies with the glow sticks, that's this show. It's yes. it's making the fucking rounds right now. I it's see the it baby. Everywhere. It's the ba- it's the babies with the with the glow sticks. Yes. What um, studio is doing this? Dogakobo. Oh fuck. Um, okay. And they have the best people on this for sure. Um, hey, they need something after. Uh, yeah. I'm, Last yeah, fuck it. yeah, yeah, uh, but yeah. Um, outside of that, um, I am. There's a couple of other things I saw that I don't really have a lot to say about. Um, there's a new Yuri show this season, and it's and it's cute and it's oh yeah, gay. it's called like my job is Yuri. Yuri is my job. It's basically about like oh, what if I have to go to a job? I have to go to a job where I have to pretend to be gay, but then it turns out that oh I shit, I might actually, I might actually be gay. A tale as old as time. I, I hate guess. when that happens. They it, <laughs> jabated right there. Got him. <laughs> jabated. Uh, it's really cute. Um, not much to say about it other than do you like do you like do you like cute women? Do yes, you like uh, and you yes. the gays? I do also yeah. like. Uh, I am one of them, kind of. Yes, then you will like this show. Um, okay. um, there's also my uh, there's also my clueless first friend, which I thought was really cute. Um, uh, which is this is uh, this is another one of those like Takagi Sans or uh, Kubos or something uh, like a, like along those lines in terms of its content. But I think it's really it's really cute. Um, it's got a really nice art style as well. Um, this season though has some, bro. yeah. This so oh, this season also has some stinkers though. There's some real stinkers this season. Um, I mean, I mentioned my home hero. I think is one of the stinkers. But outside of that, there are actually two stinkers this season that I watched and I thought were like fucking bad. <laughs> um, oh boy, um, can't wait. Uh, the first one is that it, no is the uh, the Kizuna AI 
show oh, that God. premiered this season, which I watched a single episode of, and it is fucking awful. <laughs> it's so bad, you guys. Oh but Lord. You want it's about it's about VTubers who try to become VTubers, even though they're already VTubers. Just fucking end me. Do you do, do, do you you don't like yeah, oh and it's oh and uh technically it's also an idol show so Spencer might be obligated to watch it. Uh, nope. Nope, I am not. <laughs> not I have, I saw the, the the first 5 minutes and the last 5 minutes of the first episode and went, "Oh, this is garbage." Um I will never watch this. How how did you specifically see the first 5 minutes and the last 5 minutes? He skipped. He probably like fucking like I 100%. I watched the first f- f- five minutes, went, there's no way that this can, can be bad. And I skipped to the last five minutes and I went, oh, it's still bad. Okay. And then I read the, uh, the A&N reviews and I agreed with everything that they said. So yeah, it was, yeah, it's bad. Um, the other one that's bad and I'm, and I kind of, it blows that it's bad because it's three Hertz. Um, and that's marginal service, which was, very oh, that's, that's, that's the other one I haven't watched yet. Yeah, it's uh Yeah, it's not good. <laughs> it's not it's really not. Um how do you fuck up a premise that's basically men in, what is like what if men in black meant public safety? Um uh but like it's it's the kind of it's it's so clearly trying to like be one of those like uh-huh. Yes, we're so wacky. It ends up being like boring as shit, uh, which really sucks. Which really sucks. But like that—that's the best way I could describe. It. It's a best way. To describe it. It's like imagine Akiba made war. If Akiba made war was like just really boring. Damn, and that show is—I would definitely not classify as boring. No. Yeah, that's the. Yeah. Um, how do you make a show? Um, where it is a guy called the Brian Knight Rider. How do you make that boring? What the fuck? Yeah. Also, Voiced by has... Mamano Miano. Yeah, as of course. Of course, Mamano Miano plays. There's a character Brian named Knight Desmond, they named Peck Desmond, and he is a fucking tanuki. See? And this is boring, you said. This is boring. Bolt. Yeah. There's a there's a guy named Theodore Thompson, and he has a fucking white afro. How can this be bad? I don't know, Spencer. It's just boring as shit. And also, they just kind of introduce us to characters and expect us to like. They already we they all. It's one of the. It does it does the thing where I I hate when animes do this is where they introduce all the characters at once and like it pretends that you already know who these characters are because well, they I already know each other. They already know each other. They already like interact with each other. Like they're like there's been like a, a season before this. Don't I? Which I I fucking hate when animes do this. That more and more of them have been doing this nowadays, and it's like. It's so fucking frustrating. They introduce your characters, have them meet, please. It's okay. Fuck. Um, but yeah, high card. This is not. Um, this is this is boring as shit. Unfortunately, that's, that's, a, that's the realest shame of the season. Yeah, I'm putting, I'm putting also, F in chat for that. 
and I haven't seen it yet, but I also might be watching the new Pokemon anime this season. I don't know yet. Um, uh, because I have seen some clips from it, and it looks really good. The um, one and where there's no Ash, Ash is you dead. can just yeah, Ash died and went. <laughs> Ash went to live that's on a the farm. Real, that's the real reason they uh they replaced Ash because he died off screen. <laughs> Fuck, Ash Ash died on the way back to his home planet. Yeah. Um, but yeah, and that's all I've been watching, and that's most of everything I've watched this past season. I might have more to say next time when more sh- episodes have aired, but let's move on to Simul Pubs. Shane, is there anything you want to talk about in terms of you've read this season? So this there's no weeks? The, no One Piece because it was on break. Oh, that's, yeah, one, that's a real shame. One Piece is dead. Yeah, no unfortunate. Uh, but One Piece will be crazy good next week. <laughs> Yes, One Piece. Uh, One Piece will be crazy good because I, I feel like I, I feel like it's coming. Something. something oh, it's coming. Oh, it's coming, bro. It's coming, bro. Um, um, I really only have one thing to talk about in terms of manga, which is uh one that just started last week, and I know Spencer's going to talk about it too because he also read it. Ted yeah. Maku Cinema. Yeah, this is the new the new manga from the author of Food Wars, and uh, TLDR. What if a kid who loves movies was possessed by the ghost of a dead screenwriter? Wacky antics ensue. Sounds Wacky like antics. that sounds fucking bonkers. Um, and it's a, I'm, it's I'm a to- little bonkers. I'm tired. I'm totally down for it. This feels like I, I, I hope I, my hope for this show is that it's for food war. It's like it's for cinema. What food wars was for food. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, which is why, which is, <laughs> which is to say, um, I kind of hope, and I don't think they're going to do this, but they turn it into like, you know how, one of the things I love about Food Wars from the little bit I've seen is that it's basically a battle shonen, but if they would just cook but, food, yeah, food, which I think is just such a fucking that kind of inspired. What if this is like about movie making, but it's also like a battle shonen. That would be kind of insane, honestly. That's what that's what I'm hoping. I don't think it's from what you described. I don't think it's going to be that. It sounds more no. like it's a uh, like a straight comedy. It's a romance comedy. Oh, it's so a romance. It's a rom com. Looks feels it feels like a rom com right now. Okay, that's just fine. That's chapter. fine. Just but because I, I just I, because there's a character that's introduced who's like a um like a young actress that the the main character becomes like they they cross paths. Because the the uh, script writing ghost writes a script for the girl, and she's like, "Okay, I'll act in this." And now they're making a movie together. It's like it, oh. it's that kind of shit. Oh, so so, so it, oh, okay, so it's straight up a rom com then, because that's a yeah. that's a that's a me cute. That's a me cute. That's what that it's is. That's a me cute. If you know what a me cute is in terms of a uh, film terminology, mm-hmm. um, uh, it's but yeah, that sounds good. That sounds that's cool. I'll definitely read it just because it's got kino in it it's 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 definitely for kino lovers that i will say that right now it it it, it's definitely got a lot of film references that people like us are going to be like yo i got that (laughs) one and also the art's really good because it's the food wars guy so yeah yeah Mm -hmm. anything else or that was all i had to say um because that's really all the the new stuff i've been reading and i really hope that tenmaku cinema sticks around hopefully it gets 
pray to God, pray to Shonen Jump editorial more than 20 chapters. <laughs> yeah, but which, uh, which, no, which needs to be more of a rarity these days. But you know what? Let's hope. Let's hope so. I really don't want this to be another fucking zip man because I, I can't go through that kind of man, heartbreak again you you just reminded me of zip man again and now i'm yeah because if i have to remember you do too fucker yeah that's fine that's fair, that's fair enough if i'm uh, sad you're sad yeah no that, that, that makes sense mm-hmm. uh but just spencer anything you want to talk about in terms of uh yes i have a couple things to talk about um chainsaw man I have, yeah, did I read the new I chapter? I don't remember. Uh, yes, because it it ends with um, the falling devil going after um, Asa. Aka, yeah, yeah, you're right. Asa right. and and Chainsaw Man is being helped by somebody. We don't know. Um, but yeah, uh, continues to be radical. Uh, I I always love watching Denji fight. Or like how Fujimoto makes Denji yeah. fight because he's he has no skill or like talent. Uh, he ju- he's just he just goes for it, dude. It's just all brutality and just goes for it, and I love it. Also, and yes, this was again, an action. This was an action chapter, which is very much appreciated since we haven't had one of those in a while. Not yeah, no, not really. Uh, yeah. very good. I love um, the look of the, the falling devil. I think she's very cool. It's a very cool looking devil. And also, it's very rare that we see Denji like legitimately get fucked up. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I. You know what? You know what? I, I know it's not gonna happen because he's the lead. But what? How, how funny would have been if, if that's like just like, yep, Denji's dead now. I think knowing Fujimoto, that might actually be more viable than you think, especially since we've got the the dual protagonist thing going on now with Asa. Like he could literally Not, kill Denji at any point now. Asa becoming well, I love Asa. So Asa becoming like the lead would be a really cool idea. Um, uh, I, I don't think that's gonna. Ha- I don't think that's gonna happen because the end of the chapter is like, oh, he's being healed. It's um, it's gonna be Squid Man. It's gonna be Squid Man. It's it's gonna be Squid. What if it's a like a rando new character? Wouldn't put it past Fujimoto. Let's be real. Yeah, which would be which would be fucking funny. Um, which would be, I think, object with with Fujimoto. We have to go with what's the objectively funniest thing that could happen. Um, it's which, it's Kobeni's brother from the Kobeni's brother from the aquarium. It's Josh Keaton's chair from the hit Makoto Shinkai <laughs> film Suzume, which you can now watch in theaters everywhere. Uh, uh but but no. Um, I I also had like a brain blast moment where I'm like, wait a second. When we're introduced to Kobeni uh, in the last what um, contract she has a devil, uh, she's made a what devil she, she's made a contract with. She says that she can't say she doesn't want to say. What if it's the secret devil? And she physically can't say she has to keep that a secret. That would be that would that would be wild. And normally for like a normal author, you could go Spencer. That's fucking stupid. But for Fujimoto. Yeah, that feels very in character. There is a non zero percent chance that that is real. Um, But yeah, I know. Chainsaw Man. Dope. 
uh, Kaisen heating up. Oh, is he finally coming back? He's heating up. Is that's he that's not, all I'm going to say. Is he finally coming back? It's been so long. It's been so long. But it's been so long. Also, follow the um, follow the how many days has it been since Gojo got sealed account on Twitter because it, it it's helping me keep track. Did you know as of today, it has been eleven hundred and eighty two days since Gojo was sealed in the prison realm. Incredible. That man, that man, that man has been in there almost as long as as Ultimate Cars has been floating in space. Some may Pretty say much. he's even still floating to this day. He's still floating to this day. He's absolutely still floating to this day. Somehow hasn't, like, hit anything along the way. He just keeps going. Yeah. He's, I would have thought he would have flown and... into a sun by this point. Nah. But... Nah. A sun can't stop ultimate cars. What are you Ultimate saying? cars? He's the ultimate life form. <laughs> but, yeah. Uh, fucking Kaisen's really good. Christ. Uh, as always, it's Kaisen. Um, yeah, Tenmaku's cinema is great. A new manga just dropped today that I'll probably check out called Kill Blue. Kill Blue. And I went on Shonen Jump to read the synopsis. It tells you jack and shit. That's correct. A graduate it- from the school of hard knocks, Hitman Ogami faces his greatest challenge yet, middle school. Okay. Thanks. Sure. Thanks for that. Yeah. And uh, if you want to know, by the way, the author of the author of it is uh, Tadoshi Fujimaki, who is the author, uh, who is the author of uh, Kuroko no Basket. Um, oh, okay. Uh, he also did Robot X Laser Beam, which I liked, but clearly no one else did because it only got like I- sixty chapters. <laughs> I didn't even yeah. know that. that I That's didn't a know golf, that existed. It's golf manga. What? What if? Golf? What if Kuroko no Basket? If Kuroko played golf instead and was also autistic? Ah, uh, it's my favorite. I people autistic didn't people golf. didn't like it because they found it uh fuck it because they found it like ableist towards autistic people. That's why they didn't like it. So. Even though he's like the best fucking player. Fuck it. That's a kind of a the autistic. Uh, the the first thing you gotta know about when it comes to autistic rep is that a lot of autistic people think that's bad rep. So, uh, because it it's a stereotype that oh, autistic people are just inherently more like inherently smarter than people because they have zero emotion or whatever. Mm, that's pretty okay. much gotcha. Yeah, it's not it's not great. Uh, I read a little bit of Robotics of you and I didn't care for it either. I thought it was yeah. Uh, I thought I, I I obviously beyond. Beyond that, uh, beyond the weird autism rep stuff, um, it's also just kind of, bo- I just find golf boring as shit. <laughs> That's a big problem. Is uh, the man I, watching Birdie Wing? Uh, uh, Birdie Wing is what changed that for him. But, yeah, no, Birdie Wing is better because Birdie Wing also has lesbian mafia stuff. And um, also likes. Fair yeah. Enough. Um. So, but no. So, yeah. so yes, that. Um. And then there is uh, Mashal. Uh. I don't know what to say because Shade is behind. Um. And I say every week that like, oh, we're getting close to the end. Um. You've been saying this for like three months now. 
Yeah, and we're still getting, like, this is still the final battle. I don't know how long it's going to take, mind you, but this is, like, there's nowhere we can go after this unless they decide to, to ask pull like, an even bigger boss. Because we're at, like, the big bad. We're at Voldemort. But what I if there's it, a bigger bad? It is a shonen, so I could, it could <laughs> happen. It could happen, but I genuinely think that would ruin Mashal. Because, okay, Mashal had a, without spoiling, but with zero context, Mashal had a Full Metal Alchemist reference. Oh, are they doing the whole losing the gates shit where Ed loses his alchemy or? Sort of. So you are right. Mash so loses something, his muscles. So something, so something happens to Mashal, to, to, to Mash, okay? To Mash, and he is placed in front of these gates, these big, t- these two doors that open. I remember to... you talking about this. He sacrifices the cream puff. I remember this now. Yes. So after that, turns out he doesn't just sac. So the god, quote unquote, is like, man, you can't do that. So he tries again. So, and he's like, I'm gonna, he's, he's like, nobody in, in a billion years has ever, and Mash just pulls the stone doors, like, off the hinges, and just throws them to the side, and is just like, I'm gonna save my friends. And the god's like, uh, uh, yeah. fine, sure, whatever, you're fucking, sure. Yeah, that's Mash for and you. That, that's Mash. That's Mash burn dead. Um... But yeah, oh, and while not simul, I still want to talk for like a minute about it. Um, but I finished that that manga that I was reading, Greenblood. Oh, you finished it? It's only 49 chapters. And? Uh, incredible. Incredible. Every time, like, everything that I placed in, like, the anime chat with all those really nice spreads. Yeah. Like, that's... That's the art for the entire 49 chapters. Like, it is a gorgeous manga. Um, also, 49 chapters, that's all it needed. It ends on a perfect note. It has a beginning, middle, and end, and it ties everything up in a nice bow. So, there, it all it needed was five volumes, and it did that in five volumes. And if you can sit down for, like, a couple hours to read them, because they're, they're normal-length chapters after the first one. They're only 18 to 20-odd pages. Um, 100% I recommend it, because Wild West, Revenge Flick, um, super gory and graphic, and uh, very, very, very... It's almost like a Tarantino movie, but like kind of like a Django slash... I think Django meets, like, Gangs of New York, and then have Tarantino direct the whole thing. I mean, you you sold me on these spreads alone. Like, this looks fucking dope. It's so yeah, it's so good. Mm. Um, but yeah, highly recommend that. And that's that's it. And unfortunately, I can't be surprised by One Piece because there was no One Piece. So no One Piece, unfortunately. No, no one, no One Piece. But there will be One Piece next week, and I'm very excited because some shit's about to go down. So One Piece crazy good this week. It will. It's always crazy good. It's always crazy good. Um, and with that, I think it's time we move on to the news. Um, we didn't have a lot of news this past uh past week, obviously, because Man Made Japan, uh, 
was last time, and that took up the brunt of that podcast. But we do have a little bit. We have two news stories. One more serious one. Um, and then, of course, a meme one to lighten up because we do have a, uh, to lighten things up before we head into our featured anime. So let's start with the serious one because it's kind of the bigger one. It's the only real big, honestly, even piece of news this past week. It was really dead. Um, but I wanted to talk about this one because it's relevant to stuff going on in the U.S. at the moment. Um, and it's just kind of something where, like, I'm shocked that it took this long for this particular thing to happen. Uh, so Assassination Classroom has been banned. I heard about this. Not entirely. Well, I'll exp- the, the article goes into more detail, but uh, let's read on here. Uh, Gifford Middle School in Eastern Florida. So that's how you know it's shit. Um, it's Florida, fucking yeah. Florida. Um, removed the Assassination Classroom manga from its library last month after receiving complaints from groups. They didn't say which groups. Groups. Uh, no. uh, the Elmerk School District in Felsen, Wisconsin, also similarly removed the manga from its electronic library last month after a complaint by a parent. Uh, the series is facing challenges in other states as well. In the in the assassination classroom manga and its adaptations, a class of middle school students are tasked to assassinate the homeroom teacher who is really an alien with superpowers before it destroys Earth at the end of the school year. Gifford Middle School reviewed three books from the series, which has illustrations of students with guns in the classroom for its library. According to Jennifer Pippin, chair of the Indian River County chapter of Moms for Liberty, which... Oh boy, that, that, that name. Is a, that is a fucking right-wing conservative group if I've ever heard one. <laughs> Moms for Liberty. Moms for Liberty. <laughs> Fuck yeah. Yeah, the books were inappropriate considering the recent school shootings in the U.S. Uh, Pippin added, we don't want students to think it's okay to kill their teachers. Um, an- <laughs> oh boy. <laughs> Another group from Florida... The Citizens Defending Freedom Organization announced on Monday that it will challenge the manga, which can be found in Florida middle schools for its violent and sexually explicit content. The organization's National Communications Director, Kristen Huber, stated, We should all be able to agree that violence towards teachers and explicit sexual content is not something schools should be glorifying or promoting, especially on taxpayer dollars. They're 100% referring to Bitch Sensei. 100%. Bitch Sensei. Which... I was going to say, because Ass Class, for the most part, is actually pretty tame for a jump manga. Yeah. Honestly. Compared no, they, to other they, ones. They tunnel visioned into the one blonde chick with big boobs, and they were like, nope, we can't have the children looking at that. <laughs> exactly. And why, would you, why were you busy looking at the, uh, at the, the, at the big boobed uh, blonde also, lady? Hmm? Also, oh, oh, we can't, we can't have, um, we can't have material in our libraries that um, encourages children to murder their teachers. If they spent five seconds reading the damn thing, they're not even real guns. They have fucking BB bullets in them to kill a big alien octopus man. Like, what? What are you talking about? <laughs> uh, Florida's eight, no, Florida's HB uh, fourteen seventy uh, sixty seven bill went into effect last July and requires school libraries to only include books pre-approved or vetted by a holder of a valid educational media specialist certificate from Florida Department of Education. Whatever the fuck that that, that liter- Literally that sentence means media literacy is dead. No cap. <laughs> um, that, is a, that is a Do you know what that is? That's this is gonna... my favorite. That's my favorite word. That's bureaucracy. Because 
Listen, kids should not be reading violent books, especially if it's on my taxpayer dollars. My taxpayer I, dollars. I, I do not pay my taxes so that our great governor, Ron DeSantis, can descend from his heavenly throne, look at a bunch of Mongo, and say... I don't think that this big, big boobied blonde lady should be around my children because then they're going to sin. And if they sin, then the great Jesus Christ of Nazareth <laughs> will not descend from his heavenly throne up atop Mount Pleasant and bestow upon my children the gift of prophecy. And what is this prophecy? This prophecy, my dear friends, is nothing but the sinful words of the devil. And the devil is all around us. Not just in this manga, dear children. Not just in this anime, dear adults. But in the very water that we drink. So why, <laughs> pray tell, should the Department of Education, funded by the taxpayers of this great noble state of Florida, be able to partake... In this wretched and debaucherous action of being able to read a certain manga. It's the Florida I... thing that kills me. It's the Florida thing that kills me above all else because of fucking, of course it's fucking course it's Florida. Florida. Yeah, I'd, uh, There's still a little more, though. Um, the Ambrook School District in Southeastern Wisconsin added five books in the series to its e-library starting with the 2021-2022 school year, but it removed it last month after a parent raised concerns that the district might be promoting gun violence against teachers with the series. Elmbrook's director of library series, Kay Gospel Benning, said the claim is inaccurate and defended the books. Uh, another parent raised concerns about the depiction of violence and sexualization of minors in the series. Now, that one's a little bit more understandable. Um, however, at the same time, the sh the manga is also stated to be, and this is important, at least in this, at least here in North America, it is stated to be a manga for, it is, it is rated like 13, 14 plus here. Technically, if you're younger than that, you should not be reading this in the first place. Like you should not be reading this, at least here in the States, according to Viz. Well, uh, yeah, so that's. But mostly a fault of the school district for maybe putting it in places that they shouldn't be putting it. Um, but then, Matt, the parents would wow. have to, you know, take responsibility for their children. Are you exactly. are you telling me that the school board made a mistake? The public school board of Wisconsin? Of Florida? <laughs> of Florida? This, this one's the funniest one, though. The series is also being challenged in Pender County in North Carolina, <laughs> where oh. it was described by on a senator as a work that educated students on how to properly kill their teachers. Ah, oh, yes. Amen to that, brother. Amen to that. Am I right? Ned's, ah! Ned's declassified school shooting survival guide. It wouldn't be a, a In Richmond, guide. Virginia, House Bill 1379, uh, which requires school principals to keep a catalog of all audiovisual content and keeps track which books contain sexually explicit content in the school's library and make those information available to parents, passed the House of Delegates in, in February and was up for debate in the Senate subcommittees. Delegate Tim Anderson, who sponsored the bill, cited Ask Assassination Classroom and said he took issues that the series was available in some school libraries. Uh, as, uh, as of this recording, uh, the House bill ended up not passing the Senate in Virginia, so that is not happening in Virginia anymore. Uh, so, at least in Virginia... 
it's safe. It's not going fucking anywhere. Uh, this has happened before to manga. Another weekly Shonen Jump manga, Death Note, faced similar complaints in yeah. the 2000s. The American Library Association Young Adults Library Service Association named the manga among its 2007 ta- uh, top 10 great graphic novels for teens, and the ALA cited the manga in its Banned Books Week 2010 campaign to raise public awareness of challenges to banned books and i can't wait for assassination classroom to receive the same thing because this is just going to boost the popularity of assassination classroom tenfold because it's going to be now as everywhere in the news it's going to be everywhere in the news and everyone's going to be like huh what's this manga like and then they're going to watch it um my whole thing to this is that i'm honestly a little shocked that it's taken this long for assassination classroom to even get to this point because i when I started reading Ass Class, like at least like a decade ago, I fully as- expected this thing to like get banned in the states because of all the shit that goes on there, uh, with the with the the with the obscene amount of gun violence in the states. I was expect I I expected this to start getting challenged sooner. I feel like the only reason it's getting challenged now is because gun violence is in the media again. Um, that's the only reason they're attacking this instead of you know actually fixing the problem. Um, but yeah, so that's my take. That's my takeaway of it. Shane, what's your takeaway of this? If you have any that haven't already been said. I'll, I'll take away little Timmy's manga with the big booby lady and the the funny octopus man. Um, but if you dare come into my fucking house and take my fucking guns away from me, we're gonna have a problem, bud. You 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 know where that gun's going? Up your ass! Up your bitch. ass! <laughs> Man, like only in the states, am I right? Only in the states. Uh, Spencer, do you have any thoughts on this? I mean. Uh- Aside from my glorious sermon, uh, doesn't surprise me. Um, you know, I don't care uh, because if you think that these uh, innocent children should be reading about possible assassination, uh, then you are a sick, twisted man, and you do not belong in this world. And you should leave and, my house immediately. And and because of that, Snook, seriously leave my house this is your one warning i will yell that i'm standing my ground and then shoot you but at that point don't i worry. can't be i can't i can't be held be, legally I, responsible self defense it doesn't matter if you come in with your fists and i shoot you with a shotgun i'm simply protecting my property okay and the right to read these mangas is my property so if you try to take these mangas, it will not just be about teaching kids to kill their teachers. It will be a kid killing its teacher. And that kid will be me because I've gone back in time, a la, like, erased. And instead of trying to solve a mystery of, like, somebody's death, I am the killer. <laughs> God bless America in all of his states. And I pledge allegiance to the flag of the United States of America and the republic on which it was built, one nation under God. And God has a fucking gun. And God has a Glock. God bless. God. Hey, you know what they say about North Carolina, right? 
What? At least it's not South Carolina. Ayo. Uh, um, so let's move on to something a little lighter. Um, a little lighter. Um, this is like, okay, so this isn't news. What I'm about to explain to guys isn't really news, but I just thought it was very funny. So, which is my favorite kind of thing. So, uh, turns out we know what the One Piece is now. Uh, the One Piece <gasps> is a McDonald's fried chicken burger. Let's go! Uh, I'm uh, sorry, what? McDonald's Japan and the Straw Hat crew discovered that the One Piece is actually a delicious burger. Oh, the fast let's food go, restaurants baby. Are bring, they're bringing back the chicken Tatsua burger, and Luffy is ready to scarf one up. They've released a couple of, uh, ad, and then McDonald's Japan released a couple of ads featuring, uh, Sanji making a burger and Goldie Roger being saved from execution because he ate the burger. burger. I am watching it right now. Do you want me to put it in chat? (laughs) I've I've seen it. I know I've seen it. Okay, I'm watching it right now. I am currently watching Gold. Okay, that that flag just unfurled for it onto a chick. He just jumped and there's McDonald's in the sky. (laughs) Chicken burger. Oh, chicken burger! This is the greatest ad campaign in the history of man, I swear to Christ. Eat that chicken burger, McDonald's. This is the greatest ad campaign ever created on God. (laughs) The one piece is chicken. (laughs) Can it get much higher? The, the, the chicken Tatsuda uh, burger utilizes chicken-style deep-fried chicken, also known as Tatsuya for a unique sandwich. The campaign is offering four burgers. Uh, the chicken Tatsuya burger, the yuzu-scented chicken Tatsuya burger, the rice chicken Tatsuya Yorumak, and the yuzu-scented chicken Tatsuya burger Yorumak. <laughs> the Yorumak is the, the Yorumak, by the way, is J- McDonald Japan's rice burger. The sandwich replaces the traditional <sighs> bun for a packed rice patty. Uh, the chicken Tatra burger costs four uh, four hundred and twenty yen, uh, so a dollar. Oh. Um, it, uh, it utilizes uh, chicken. It <laughs> utilizes a chicken style tatsu, <laughs> which is just deep fried chicken. It's just deep yeah. fried chicken. Deep fried. The menu is okay. also adding shake shake potato fries with potato butter seasoning and the McFizz and McFloat oh, natural yogurt flavor drinks. The, the campaign McFizz. will kick off in Japan on April 19th. The collaboration also includes lottery prizes. Um, oh, oh, of course it's got gotcha. Of course. Yeah. Two tickets yeah. to Japan, please. Or three uh, tickets. Per- I, honestly, I only picked this because the the because the fucking title on ANN was turns out the one piece was a McDonald's fried chicken burger, which is just a funny, which is just an absolutely is, bizarre headline. I, this see, is the greatest I, story. I, I'm still laughing at. It's not funny that they say you know like it's just it it it, it is a chicken style tatsu and tatsu is just deep fried chicken but the wording is it utilizes utilizes it utilizes a chicken style tatsu japanese deep fried chicken for a unique sandwich japanese deep fried chicken for a unique it utilizes what what (laughs) kind of fucking fancy ass flowery language is that Honestly, honestly, all it does is remind all of the, it, the all it does is just reminds me of this famous Tumblr meme. One Piece is dumb because they spend five hundred episodes looking for One Piece when they can go to KFC and get three piece combo with two sides for five ninety nine. 
<laughs> just and Luffy's then... fucking dumb face. Uh, his stupid fucking face. Oh, <laughs> this is, which is one of my all-time favorite fucking memes from Tumblr. And it's, it's just, just like, that. Oh, why didn't I think of that? Why did I think of that? Oh. Holy shit, dude. I love that the person who posted that, by the way, is Yonko Shanks. <laughs> I saw oh, that. Oh, I'm gonna die. Uh, God oh, bless. This is God this bless. is the funniest story ever. <laughs> Utilizes a chicken. I, uh, chicken. I I love when I go and get like a junior McChicken from from a McDonald's, and I go, yes, allow me to utilize your deep fried chicken, please. Allow me to utilize your spicy chicken junior in my mouth. <laughs> I'm going to utilize this knife and fork. Ah, yes, this utilizes an egg-based omelet. I'm going to utilize this gun to take all of your chicken McCrispies, please. Remember, folks, every hour is breakfast hour at McDonald's if you show up with a gun. I can't, I can't, I can't, dude, I can't. <laughs> this, this story fucking broke me. I can't do uh, anymore. I fucking love that country. Oh, uh, God. Japan's the greatest you know country in you the know world. What? Japan, you can continue to be xenophobic if you keep giving us stories like you this. Can, you can keep I'm living. Fine. I'll just save this nuke for later. I'm fine. You know what? I I'll stand up and I'll deny the rape of Nanking as well if you give me a chicken burger. <laughs> We're moving on now. Yeah. We're moving on to our featured anime of the uh, podcast, which is, of course, no, which is, <laughs> which is, of course, uh, uh, which is, of course, Yu Yu Hakusho, uh, yeah. which is, no, Yu Yu Hakusho. We're returning to that. And, but, you know, this time we're going to be covering. The Dark Tournament Saga, uh, directed by Noriyuki Abe and written by Yukiyoshi Onashi, uh, and it, uh, and which no, which this arc aired for forty-one episodes, originally from April seventeenth, nineteen ninety-three, to January 29th, ninth, nineteen ninety-four, um, and is currently licensed by uh, uh, currently licensed by Crunchyroll. Uh, slash Funimation. You can go watch it on Crunchy. It's on. Is it on Funimation or Crunchyroll? It's on question. both. Mm -hmm. uh, so is it is it one of those cases where the sub is on Crunchyroll and the dub is on Funi? No, both have sub and dub. Okay, that's good to know. Um, that is good. So it's on both. You can go watch it. You can go watch it there as well as buy it on Blu-ray. Uh, so it is widely available. Uh, Yu Yu Hakusho, the Dark Tournament Saga picks up directly after the uh, the last arc left off. Uh, you remember the Togoro brothers? Remember oh, them? Yeah. From the end of the last season? They were kind of bitches, right? Yeah, uh, big bitches. Big bitches. Well, Yusuke runs into the younger Togoro um, again, and turns out, and no, and turns out uh, Yusuke is given a massive ultimatum with him. Uh, that in two months he must participate in a tournament. He must participate in a massive competition known as the Dark Tournament, which is we know which is organized by a group, a bunch of crime lords, and also has a lot of supernatural inhabitants and stuff. 
Um, or him and his friends will die. Uh, so, of course, there's only one option. We gotta have a tournament arc. Um, and thus begins the Dark Tournament. Uh, widely considered one of the best tournament arcs in all of manga. Uh, I have been wanting to talk about Dark Tournament for a while, ever since we did the original, the first uh, season of Yu Yu Hakusho. And honestly, I think it's Dark Tournament is the reason Shane wanted to watch Yu Yu Hakusho in the first place. So Shane, what did you think of the Dark Tournament saga? Uh, it would have been better if they utilized the crispy chicken tatsu. <laughs> Shut up! <laughs> anyway, um, all jokes aside, uh, Togashi was fucking cooking something fierce here. Um, wow. Like, I don't think I have words for how good this arc was. And I already I already really liked uh Hawk Show before that, but man, this shit was baller, dude. And I love how like the best of tournament arcs, it's about way more than just the tournament. It's about the people fighting in it, it's about relationships it's about loss and grief it's about capitalism mm -hmm. because the tournament's fucking rigged by fat cab bureaucrats um it's insane it's wild i fucking i loved it um it reminds me a lot and obviously this is because it's also togashi but it reminded me a lot of heaven's arena it's like heaven's arena on crack and I can definitely see why Togashi kind of went in a similar direction with Heaven's Arena. Because, like, he already did it once. Might as well do it again. Um, but yeah, the shit fucking ruled, dude. Yeah. Um, Spencer, uh, you liked the first season of Yu Hakusho quite a bit. So what did you think of dark, the Dark Tournament stuff? My question is, is he even here? Because he said he was going to get food. Oh shit, he's not here. Well then, I'll talk about the Dark Mag, Tournament Mag, give saga. your opinion. How do you, what do you think of the Dark Tournament saga of Yu Yu Hakusho? Ah! Um, that. Um, uh, you, the uh, Dark Tournament saga, my favorite um, all-time uh, my, my all-time favorite tournament arc of anything. I think it's perfect. I, th I think it's a genuinely perfect slice of shonen. Uh, very little, very little of very little of like any other t every I think every tournament post dark tournament actually owes a lot to this in terms of structure mm -hmm. and theme, um, not just heaven's arena like you show, but there's a lot of similar the uh, there's a lot of similar like the, the dark like you can tell that the uh, the tuning exams took a lot from. Dark yeah, tournament. yeah, it took a lot from it. Um, and same with, uh, and the, uh, and some stuff from Kaisen also very clearly took stuff. Calling game. Yeah. Game. Yeah. Yeah. Calling game. Um, obviously calling game is very different. Um, but like in terms of structure, um, uh, in terms of structure, um, and to an extent I say sports festival. I was thinking of. sports festival too, like to some yeah. extent. Obviously, obviously the stakes in sports festival are smaller and more personal. 
Yeah. Um, cause, cause again, like every major shonen arc dark tournament does eventually go to like the fate of the world is in the balance type shit. Yeah. Um, but what I like about the dark tournament saga is that in spite of the fact that eventually it does get to these big world ending possible events going on and that Yusuke basically has to like fight for his literal life and shit. It's everything stays personal and everything stays intimate with our lead cast. Um, and the, what it, and it, it, no, and it ultimately ends up being about the, it ultimately ends up being about the bonds that these characters form together while on their team. Um, uh, uh, and they had already formed their bonds in the first season, but you really get to see that cemented here in Dark Tournament. You you see it uh, evolve really... in um, uh, a lot of ways. Yeah, yeah, particularly with uh, Kurabara. Kurabara, um, my boy. <laughs> particularly with Kurabara, we'll get to more of him. Uh, but I like, but I really like what they do with Yusuke and Kurabara and Hiei and Kurama. Um, and everyone else, and even Togoro, who I think is a really fascinating, fascinating character. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, but you and it's and, and you also get to see a lot of uh, how Togashi's writing has evolved. One of the things about the first season of Yu that we mentioned that I think has really improved here is that Togashi has really upped his game in terms of villains and upped his game in terms of the stuff he wants to cover. Um, is that his writing has become more complex. Um, and the way he does his fights is very intelligent. It's very tactical. Uh, uh, and I mean, yes, there's a lot of power up stuff in this still. Like eventually a lot of the fights do come down to who can hit the hardest. Um, yeah. But I like the fact that it all feels natural and it all feels earned. And it's and uh, and it's. And. And it's part and it's you know it's mainly and it's mainly due to the fact that Togashi does a great job setting up pretty much everyone in the tournament. Yeah, uh, it's a really well fleshed out tournament. You don't you you get a good eye of everything. That's always something with tournaments is hard to do. Even Dragon Ball struggles with this. Like mm-hmm. they don't always give like the same amount of screen time to everybody. But yeah. with Dark Tournament, you really feel like you're getting the same amount of screen time with everybody. Um, so that way you. It feels it feels like a genuine kind of actual tournament where that, everyone is in there for their own reasons. That's that's one thing that really stuck out to me about this arc is that in terms of an actual tournament arc, every uh-huh. single fight in the tournament, I could be like, that's my favorite fight because he gives so much time to build up the conflict between the fighters and no fight feels out of place or filler or anything. They all feel meaningful and they all drive the narrative, which I can say for a lot of other tournament arcs, honestly. Yeah. Um, Spencer, what did you think of dark tournament saga? Um, well, considering I finished dark tournament in four days, I think he liked it. I watched 10 episodes, 10 episodes, 15 episodes, and then five episodes. Um, there's something about Yu Yu where it just sucks you in. And all of a sudden, like 10 episodes have gone by and you're like, oh, fuck. I thought I just blinked. Uh, pacing is incredible. Um, this arc had a lot to live up to. Okay. A lot. Our host Matt here has been hyping this up as like one of, if not the best tournament arc ever in the history of anime. Hell, in the history of manga. So, 
had a lot to live up to. I can firmly say it 100% lives up to it. One second. <clears throat> this arc does such unique things with the UU um, kind of plot and how things are usually done that um, it's you're constantly learning new things and he's introducing new characters and the, the gang has to think of new ways to, to solve these issues. And then, and then having uh Botan and Keiko and, um, Shizuru? No. Shizuru. Shizuru. Thank you. Um, there as, and as like, you know, the, 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 the quote, like two quote unquote humans there. And then jumping back to, um, to, uh, Oni, the, the Oni and Enma. Koenma. Koenma, thank you. Um, to be like the kind of color commentary, but also, um, and Chain has now seen it now, uh, the worst officiating in anime history I'm so goes mad. to I'm so anything, mad. That to, anything that Togashi does. Anything. This man understands that you that we as any sports fan despise the ref, despise the the worst call since Hisoka versus Gone was in this arc. It really was. Okay, are we saying that the one in question is it the one with um is it the one between uh, Karama and Karasu? At the end? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's fucking bullshit. <laughs> yeah, that shit, yeah. That's some so, fucking bullshit. <laughs> so, there's no rule for it, but the the people are like, oh yeah, you see, so basically what happens, these two fight, Karama kills the guy, but then drops, and then, you know, gets back up. But they're like, well, actually, Karama... You had been on the ground for at least 10 seconds before this guy's dead body hit the ground. So because of that, you lose. Like, it's wild. Fuck off. Team Yuramesh should have got the bullshit. clean sweep, man. They should have got the clean sweep. The clean sweep. It ruled. Yeah, it's it's some bullshit. It's some <laughs> absolute bullshit. Uh, yeah, but I I love this arc. Um, so let's move on to favorite episodes. Shane, what's your favorite episode of the Dark Tournament Saga? So this arc's long. It's forty one episodes, and there's a lot of good episodes in that time. But the one that stood out to me the most that I kept coming back to that kind of like fermented in my head is episode 52, The Death of Genkai. Thank you, that's my pick as well. Once again, the brain cell reigns supreme. Yeah, once again. Uh, this is, uh, this is, this episode, is, this episode, for those who don't know, is mainly, is a backstory episode, specifically about the backstory between Genkai and Hagoro. Um, and it is, it is an, and it is a, uh, it's painful. It's pain. 
Uh, and you get to learn a lot about uh, you get to learn a lot about Togoro. You learn a lot about Genkai. Um, and you get to, and it's and it's a and it's a strong and it's a strong episode. And it also is what gives it's a big important moment for Yusuke. Um, because Yusuke because you learn. Specific, you know, because you because it's basically it's basically an example of like basically use is basically almost Yusuke having to grow up almost. Mm-hmm. If we take a look at this, like for a coming of age angle, it's Yusuke losing his mentor, losing, um, and lose and basically having to go at this alone and realize and go go and and seeing how powerful Takora is too. Like it's a genuine threat. It's a that you see a yeah. genuine threat. Yeah, this is this is the episode that really cements Taguro because obviously before this point he's been um, mm-hmm. built up as like a real uh, roadblock. This is the mm-hmm. episode where he cements himself as a fucking menace, like a force mm-hmm. of nature that they uh, Yusuke and the others have to basically plow their way through. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's a so it's really it's a really great episode. Even if the name of the episode spoils the episode, it really uh, does. But like the episode preceding it, you can kind of tell anyway. Yeah. So it's like whatever. But yeah. um, the episode rules, and also it's one of the best animation wise because the animation in this episode is fucking nutty. It is really nutty. Agreed. Uh, Spencer, what's your favorite yes. episode? My favorite is. Episode 64, Toguro's Desire. Mm. Death battle mm-hmm. concluded, a final full power. Uh, this is the end of the final climactic fight between Yusuke and the younger Toguro. Um, uh, Yusuke's uh, buddy, Pooh, just got possessed by Genkai and is like, hey, Toguro, kill one of Yusuke's friends. So then... He kills Kuwabara. Um, and because of that, Yusuke feels really sad, uh, to put it bluntly. And then Togero opens up with 100% of, it, of his final power. And then Yusuke takes out his spirit gun. Fucking gats that bitch. Fucking gats that bitch. Like it was a... I don't have an end to that shooting yeah, it, range, shooting gallery, but uh, it's powerful. You get to see Togedo at his like a hundred percent biggest, like big, big boy strength, and then he dies with a smile on his face because he has finally knows what it feels like to fight somebody that he could call his rival and equal. Man. He's still a vicious murderer, and the show then is like, is like, no. He, he knew what he was doing the entire time. He wasn't a bad guy. Yes, he was a bad yeah, guy. Was. You don't get to pull that shit and expect normal people with human normal brains to, to go, you know what? Yeah, that guy was really misunderstood. Those are the same kind of people that are like, yeah, no, man, Thanos had some really good points. Shut up, psychopaths. Get the fuck out of my yard. What I love about Toguro is his character design is fucking genius. 
Like, mm-hmm. especially as he starts powering up, because the more powerful he becomes, the more grotesque he gets. And I love more demonic. Yeah, I love Togashi going that direction because it shows purely through his design how much power can corrupt people because he becomes this like muscly like grotesque bony creature like a complete 180 from what he looks normally and it's like oh you brought this on yourself this is why you look like a fucking like a fucking hermit crab on cocaine or something I, don't know, I just I just think that's really smart uh, character design work. I think it's really smart. And I mean, Togashi's always had strong character designs. Mm-hmm. Uh, um, and and this, this is, I think that is no exception. I think Togoro is no, and Togoro is no exception to that. Um, yeah, but all that stuff is really strong. Uh, that those are really strong, too. So let's talk about some characters. Shane, who was your favorite character this arc? <sighs> My boy. And why is it Kurobara? My because... fucking boy. I knew from the beginning of the show, Kurobara was my favorite. And he just proves time and time again why I love him. Man's a G. Man's a bro. He's a G. He is the ultimate, the ultimate bro. The ultimate friend. That is love literally that a best friend. Like, it doesn't get much better than Kurobara. Man is loyal, man is determined, man will throw himself into the depths of hell if it means it saves your ass. Like, exactly. God, I love him. God, I love him. And also his final design in the final round with the white coat? Fuck, dude. Mm -hmm. That's such a sick design, dude. It is such a, it is absolutely a sick fucking design. Love that, Uh, man. Nah, Kuwaba is my favorite. I think he has his best moments this arc. I think this is some of his best. Some of his best stuff is here. Um, uh, uh, obviously, and oh, and oh, and if you're wondering, my uh, the uh, my uh, second uh, my uh, my second choice is Kurama because I really like Kurama. This I really love Kurama. Yeah, yeah, I really like Kurama this arc uh, as well. Spencer, who's your favorite? This arc. Oh, it's Karama. Oh, hell yeah, it's Karama? baby. It's Karama. Excellent choice. I'm pretty sure I gave it to Karama in the first part, or I gave it to Yusuke. One of the two. I think you gave it to Yusuke. Mm-hmm. You two gave it to Yusuke, and I gave it to Kuwabara. Yeah. Which, understandable. Um, second place would, would definitely be Kuwabara, um, just because this really was his arc. But I love everything about Karama. And fucking that guy is like the most calm, cool, collected character. And then he becomes a super hot fox boy. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Indeed he does. Yomi? Yomi? Yo- Yomi? Yoko Kurama. Y- Yoko Kurama. That's it. Um, the Kitsune, the, the, the fox spirit. The fox that, spirit. That, that, that um, took over the body of a human in order to gain their power back, but then learned to love the human as his own mother. Um, Kurama has really make something in that group. Because 
Kuwabara is a meathead. Some might indeed call him a himbo. Himbo um, energy. He's a himbo energy. Himbo <laughs> energy. Uh, Yusuke is also a muscle-headed, meat-headed, stubborn motherfucker. Yeah, he's more of just quite, a standard meathead. <laughs> yeah, he's just a meathead. He's not a himbo. Um, Kie is a psychopath. Kie is the edgy um, one. The edgy he is one. Edgy one, although I love Hie, so... I do. <laughs> um, but, and Kurama is just the only one who thinks. And <laughs> really? that's, yeah. that really is his character arc. Is just He's, he's, he's the, the one smart who, one. He's the one with he's, the brain. He's the one who puts together the plans. <laughs> and then, and then, and then uh, both Kurobara and Yusuke are just like... <laughs> he, yeah. Kurama is the strategist. And then Hiei comes in and wrecks both of his fucking arms by shooting a flame dragon and out of he, them. And then Hiei goes to Kurobara and Yusuke's like, who wants to fucking beat the shit out of him? <laughs> yeah. And then, and then they're just like, yeah! And then they just fucking wail on the dude. Yeah. The, the other best part about Kurama is that Anytime something happens where there was like a plan, like at the end where Kuwabara like pretends to be dead, dead, it just cuts back. And it's always Kurama being like, yo, so here's the plan. Don't get up yet. We need Yusuke to think you're dead. And Kuwabara's like, what? Oh, okay. What? Yeah, there you go. What do you mean, Kuwabara? <laughs> I mean, fuck. <laughs> he would say but something yeah. like that, honestly. Yeah. He would say something like that. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah, Kurama, yeah. impression, by the way. Thank you. Yeah, Kurama is really cool. Um, uh, I think some of my favorite little facts about Kurama is that um, Kurama is actually based on a real person to an extent. Um, Togashi actually, uh, uh, Togashi has said that Kurama is actually based on a friend that he knew in real life who claimed that he was a French aristocrat, um, <laughs> even though he wasn't French nor was he an aristocrat. Uh, the roses make sense now. He was literally a Japanese person who was like, "I'm a, I'm, I'm from French, and I'm French. I am France." <laughs> which that, which to me, with the image of the of the image of Togashi meeting the dude like that's so funny. Um, Togashi, uh, bitch, you um, live like this. And in Japanese, and while I, while obviously I watched you in English because I have a really strong affinity for that dub, and he's voiced by, and he, in that he's voiced by John, he, he's voiced by John Bergmeier, yep. uh, yes. who, Kills um, it. who's also Chan, who's famously Chan from Dragon Ball. Yes. Um, uh, the big thing is that Kurama is more important for who voices him in Japanese because it was the debut role of of one Megumi Ogata. Who is one of the biggest Ooh. names in anime today? Uh, if you don't know, she is also the voice of Shinji Akari. Oh, okay. Uh, and Yuta from Kaisen. Okay. And Hanako kun, and uh, Makoto from Danganronpa. Oh, uh, okay. And Sailor yeah. Eunice, and a bunch of other characters. Uh, uh, this was her first role, and famously, uh, and famous, and and famously. Uh, her casting as Kurama was very con was actually very controversial uh, because no ma no mainly because Kurama had become a really popular character in the manga, uh, particularly with male fans, and they were <laughs> they were not happy that a female actress was playing Kurama. They were not happy about that at all. Uh, despite the, you know, despite the fact, despite the fact 
uh, that Kurama's whole one of his whole things is that he literally is that he has a is that he has a really soft voice. Yeah. Um, so. Uh, really soft voice, which is interesting. No, 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 But I think that's I think it's interesting to see uh, that Kurama, that that to an extent Kurama is actually kind of an important character in regards to the history of anime as a whole. But with a favorite must come a least favorite chain. Who is your least favorite from this arc of Yu Yu Hakusho? I'm going to say my least favorite is Sakio. And it's really? a it's a hundred percent for one reason and one reason only. Because when he said when he starts delving into his backstory, there's the one scene where he's like, yeah, you know, just to just to feel the rush of death. I went into a pet store after hours and murdered oh. a bunch of innocent animals. I'm like, Fair yeah, enough. go fuck yourself. Go fuck yourself. Oh, oh that guy. Yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah it's, it's, uh, it's um Eric Thales character. Literally, uh, literally, I was like, okay, he's serving his role well. I understand his character type. He's kind of cool. And then he was like, yeah, I just murdered a bunch of puppies in a, a pet store. And I'm like, nope, you can fuck right off, bitch. Literally yeah, the only reason. Yeah, he's a, he's a sociopath, dude. He's a sociopath. And he's the sponsor of Teen Tagoro. To an extent, to, to an extent, uh, he's actually, uh, he's honestly kind of like, maybe kind of the actual big antagonist of the season of the arc. Yeah. Uh, because he's the, really the guy funding, funding Togaro and his group. Um, yep. and then when, and then when Togaro dies, he's just like, Oh, well shit, my well, life was on the line. I'm just going to, you know, if I can't win, nobody can and blows himself up. Uh, but that is a man of his word. He's also a filthy capitalist. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So he, fuck is a, him. he is a filthy capitalist. Yeah. Mine isn't um, Saki, though. M- m- mostly because I, in, in no good faith, can say that my least favorite character is voiced by Eric Vale, because that's just that's just not right. Mm-hmm. Uh, no, it, instead, it, mine is the elder Toguro. Oh, oh he's that guy! Annoying. That, yeah, he is that annoying. man's a rat. He is a, a rat. rat. He's a fucking snake. rat. He, gets he literally he literally stayed as a pile of goo under the the ring, and waited yeah. to be a rat. Yeah. Exactly. Mm-hmm. All right. Uh, and then also, he some, gets oh, destroyed. Also, yeah. some little fun facts about uh, Sakio uh, in um, Sakio in uh, this arc of ha- of Hakusho. Uh, stuff some stuff involving him was changed from the manga, um, and it was partly in this. Uh, and some of these changes were actually one of the big reasons why Togashi. I mentioned this before when Togashi was talking uh, when uh, when uh, about when we covered the first season is that Togashi's not huge on the anime version of Yu Yu um, to some extent, and it's a lot. Some of it has to do with how they did Psycho because in the anime, as we uh, if you remember, uh, he kind of gets involved with Shizuru. Yep, correct. That is not in the manga at all. That's all anime original stuff. Everything involving them is anime original. And Togashi was against it because he felt that it humanized the character. He'd have zero intention of trying to humanize. That makes sense. Yeah, makes sense. Um, uh, and and I totally get it because it also because those points are also the weakest parts of the arc. <laughs> so like it has so it's very clear it was so in, if you once you realize it was added in you can't unsee it. 
Uh, and it goes it goes that. nowhere anyway, so. Yeah, because yeah, he dies, so, like, it yeah. doesn't matter. Because um, he fucking... Yeah, he blows himself up because he's mad. Himself. He literally dies mad. Yeah, but but because of that, Hiei gets his wish. He he does get to yeah and 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 we and we love Hiei, so it's okay. We uh, we do love our homeboy. If, even if the voice actor has gone off the deep end, yeah. <laughs> um, he's into some weird things right now. Android seventeen. Yeah, Android uh, seventeen. Oh yeah, I forgot. Yeah. I forgot that he's voiced by uh, Chuck Huber. Uh, yeah, he's a fascinating individual now. Yeah, he um, uh, uh, he uh, he's made his... some uh, some interesting claims. Um, Very what he does to a motherfucker. Exactly. Amen to that, brother. I know he was. Um, I mean, he's technically married, actually. So there's no technically he is married. He he is married and has six kids. He's a conservative, a... brother. <laughs> Most conservatives have big families. Yeah, yeah, because they do, because they don't believe in birth control. Correct. <laughs> if Jesus wanted me to have six kids, I'd have six kids. Okay. And by God, I'm gonna have six kids. Exactly. By Jove, I think he's you, got it. You can't stop me from pumping this shotgun. But you know who else is a good character? Keiko. Keiko. Keiko, nice. Keiko is a good character. Keiko must, is, a, and, is a sweetheart, and I love her. Yeah, and we are, and let's, so let's move on to other stuff from the show. Shane, Wait, anything did, else you want to... Did Matt name a least favorite character? Yeah, it's Psycho. Oh, okay. I joined you. He agreed with me, okay. Yeah. Like, um, but yeah, let's, uh, Shane, anything else you want to bring up that's good? Bad? I just fall all of it. Under good? <laughs> all of it. <laughs> Uh, the good, all of it. Animation is actually really good this season. It's pretty uh, dope. It's pretty great. Studio Perot, when Studio Perot actually tries, they can cook. They can cook. I also like how off-model they go. Um, mm-hmm. A lot of the time, it really exaggerates a lot of the bigger action uh, moments, and it looks really cool. I particularly remember... I think it's the second time he uses Dragon of the Darkness Flame and he just kind of becomes a blob man. Yeah. Yeah. That that Agreed, one's pretty yeah. dope. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, the fucking music is really solid. Obviously, it's got the yep. OP from the first season again. Smile Bomb fucking rules. Banger. Yep. Fucking Smile Bomb, which is a classic. Banger. All-timer. Um, easy all-timer. Um... But yeah, uh, it's hard. It's hard to come up with something that's wrong with this season because there is something anything. that's wrong with this season. Okay, he's gonna yep. poop on our fucking party. Yep. Okay, Shane. Oh, say Spencer, what's wrong with this season? Um, four words. Uh, Jerry Jewel's Irish accent. Nah, dude. Nah, I fucked with it. <laughs> Was that not the most hilariously terrible Irish accent I you have ever heard? Bro, but the accent added a lot to Jin for me, not gonna lie. Oh yeah, no, 100%, because I, I listened to him in Japanese as well, out of curiosity, and it's just Jerry Jewel adding that accent, and it mm-hmm. makes him so much better. Yeah. Like, <laughs> I joke, you know, that was like me kidding, it's not actually like a, a, a terrible thing, but it's just, oh my god, when I first heard it, I'm like, what kind of accent is he trying, who is this? And I, I'm like... 
Jerry Jewel. And I'm like, he's fucking <laughs> Principal Nesu? He fucking, he turns Jin into a fucking Irish elf twink. And, and the best part is, it's not even like an Irish accent. Like, sometimes it becomes fucking Cockney for some reason. He was trying, and dude. It was like 1997. No, it was 2004 when I got okay. dubbed. Okay, fair. Like, okay, uh, too slow. I'm Sonic the Hedgehog. <laughs> I'm fucking dead. <laughs> Kill me. <laughs> nice. Um, but, uh, that, and we also got, uh, Crocodile Dundee. Oh, we did fucking chew, chew, baby, with the knife edge death fight. Oh, uh, that's just sick, dude. That was the coolest. And also, Crocodile Dundee is radical, I, and I, he's now officially on team. Um, Yusuke. Yeah, yeah I, I love how that man is ripped straight out of Fist of the North Star. There's so much, like, there's so much in this fucking, like, the fucking. Ninjas were basically just the um the Ginyu force with even like with even fucking pose like it I I think I I messaged Matt like wow he takes a lot of inspiration from Dragon Ball and stuff yeah. like that. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. And I'm like yeah. eh, it was the time. It was everybody it was the early it was the early 90s so everybody took inspiration from Dragon Ball. Dragon Ball or Fist of the North Star. Like and Chu is just a fist of the North Star character. Just a North Star character. He really is. He's a like a drunken master. He's like a big bad that um Kentaro would fight. Kenshiro, sorry. Kenshiro. Kenshiro would fight at some point in an arc. Um, and he would give him a hard time for like 0.2 seconds, and then yeah. he would go, Omai oh mo shinderu, and then she would explode. Correct. Nani. I also love uh, that one guy who do you, do you remember that guy who had attacked them in the forest who had like a football yeah 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 and then he just gets killed by his own teammate I think it's fucked like this was just a this was also great because there really was no no fluff it was all fight this this felt like a genuine tournament tournament if, arc. If I had a nickel for every time two characters had an unsanctioned fight in the forest during this arc, I would have two nickels, which isn't a lot, but it's weird that it happened twice. Oh yeah. Also, uh, we can talk about Koto. I might be a furry. We can talk. She's not. You're not a furry just because she. Okay. Has yeah, let's talk. Uh, let's yeah. Let's, let's talk, talk about. about I might be what a furry. makes a furry? No, let's talk about what constitutes a furry. If if the the creature in question is more than fifty percent animal, you are a furry. Koto only has tails. I mean, it's her ears and a tail. Okay, but she's nice with it. Yeah, she's nice with it. It doesn't make you a furry. I might be a furry, dude. If she would have taken the the ears off and it would have been like a band, like a headband or something, that doesn't make you a furry. Okay, but like the the ears worked on her. I don't, I don't yes. know. Yes, like yeah, call, no, yes. Call me the fox and the hound. The way I'm hounding on that pussy. Okay, stop it. <laughs> okay, see, see, this is why. See, okay, 
You know, okay. Sure. I was sitting okay. on that one. That's fine. Do you have something for the for the the siren? <laughs> What's 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 her name again? The other chick who uh, doesn't want to j- die. Jury, jury, the like who, mermaid who, chick. And and, and, and she doesn't want to die. Might be a scale. I might be a scale too. She doesn't want to die a virgin, which is just the excuse that Koto needs to drag her out and say we're gonna find you a good husband. Um, and oh, after looking at the. Wikipedia page under trivia, she becomes an idol. Hell yeah. Three characters that we see in this arc become an idol. And it's Juri, Koto, and big boobied electric nurse chick. I forget her name. I forget her name too, but I know who you're talking about. That chick, yeah. I straight up thought once he got out of that cage, he murked her. (laughs) I straight I mean, up thought he murked her off screen. That's understandable. This is Hiei we're talking about. Yeah. And also also that that they'd have died in a virgin is a uh, fucking uh is uh is only in the dub for Jerry. It's oh, not in the dub. It's a dub. It was a dub edition. Uh actually improved by Jamie Marshy herself. Hell yeah. I forgot that's Jamie Marshy. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Well yeah, because it's OG, it's it's early two thousands Foonie, so it's got everybody you expect it in there. Yeah. Uh uh it's got all it's got all the mainstays. All the mainstays. Um, um and, and it's also the greatest dub ever made. It's a really, really good. I don't know dub. if it's the best dub ever made, but it's really it's not good. the best dub it's ever made. One of the best from that era, easy. If uh, you want my opinion on one of the best dubs ever made, and Matt, you'll probably agree with me, Bacano. Bacano, agreed. Yeah. Uh, the, what makes the uh, what I love about the the UU dub is one of Fooney's first like original like dubs, um, like dubs that like he did, or like that that they did. Um, house Dragon Ball, and they took a lot of the stuff that they had learned on Dragon Ball, and they were able to really lean into that in in uh, for Yu Yu. And I think it really helps. I think it really works because uh, they do a lot of good stuff. They do a lot of good stuff there, uh, uh, and it's it's one of the it's definitely it's one of their stronger dubs for that reason because it stronger dubs for that reason it feels very it like you can tell that everybody all working on it wanted to work on it, uh, and everyone gives it and everyone gives it their all the entire cast is great. Uh, Justin Cook in this arc, holy yeah. shit! Justin Cook he needs more lead roles. I don't see him in lead roles that often, frankly. You stay. Like, like um, the whole bit of him in the cave taking on Genkai's mm-hmm. orb, that man can scream. Yeah, that man, yeah, he can. Uh, that man that he should can. go on bleach. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. And then you, or you see, he's also the voice of uh, Super. He's also Super Boo. So, mm-hmm. and mm-hmm. and regular ass yes. evil Boo. Yes, of course. I totally um, know that. I mean, yeah, there's, uh, and also the voice of Raditz. <laughs> did you know that? I he's did Raditz. know that, yeah. He's Raditz. He's Raditz yeah. and Dende. He is Dende, yeah. And also, uh, Devil, the voice of Devil Man, if you remember Devil Man. I 
remember Devil Man. Oh, from fucking Dragon Ball? Do you remember Devil Man? No, not from Devil Man Crybaby or Devil Man. Yeah. Like the character Devil Man from the original Dragon Ball, if you remember him. Yep. Oh, I remember. Oh, what a time to be alive. Oh, that was, that's OG. That's old school Dragon Ball. That's old. That's Fortune That's Baba, I'm pretty sure. It is Baba. Um, but yeah, uh, I think we're good to go. I think we're good for final scores, honestly. Shane, yeah. are we good for final scores? Or I'm ready. I'm ready to go. <sighs> okay. All right. Shane, what do you give the Dark Turner Saga of Yu Yu Hakusho? Togashi fucking cooked for this one. And second verse, same as the first. The only time I've given this rating twice for the same mangaka. Dark Tournament gets a 15, baby. Oh, he cooked. He was cooking. He, he was, was cooking. cooking something fierce, man. He was yeah. cooking. Is Togashi, Togashi is goaded. That's what he's trying to say. Goaded. Yeah. Kino yeah. got the sauce nice with it. Any, any, also, apparently, any adaptation of Togashi's work is goaded. Kino. Yeah. Raw. yeah. He's, he's just a yeah. fucking really good. He, he's literally the goat. Good writer. Yeah, um, good writer. Go. He's literally the goat. Spencer, what do you give this season? Uh, I I do not give it a fifteen out of ten. Okay, I'm not that. I I I, I do not just hand those numbers out. Hey, okay. I've only handed it out twice, and they both went for Togashi. So exactly, but Togashi still gets an eleven out of ten for this. Good man. Yeah. Okay. He also gets the eleven out of ten from me for Dark Tournament Saga. Because of course it does. I've been the one hyping this arc up. So like, what the fuck? What the fuck was asked what I was gonna give it? Like, if I gave it anything less, you'd be like looking be, at me like, who the hell it'd are be a you? Big surprise if Matt came in here. It's like I've been hyping this up for years. I've been meaning for you guys to watch it. It's the greatest tournament arc ever made. Seven out of ten. Seven out of ten. It's all right. It's good. Nah, nah. This is eleven. This shit's goaded. Goaded. I love this arc so much. Man's a goaded Kino and Raw. One of my favorite shonen arcs of all time as well. It's up there with like the it's up there with Soul Society. It's up there with the uh uh with uh uh the Chimera Ants. It's up there it's up there with the you know it's up there with the Frieza saga. It's up you know it's up there with uh uh the uh it's up there with the current calling game stuff in Kaisen. Like it's just yep. it's it, it's just top tier shit across the board. Um it it's it's every uh fucking it's everything you would want in like a shonen tournament arc and more. Just if you haven't seen Yu Yu Hakusho, this should be your inclination. Just do it. Um it's a shame Yu Yu never reaches these heights again. Um but you know, what can you do? Uh and with that, I think we time to move on to the random anime generator. If you don't know how this works, we rotate every podcast between a pick from me and Shane and a pick from the anime anime generator. Yu Yu Hakusho was my pick. I got us uh, to finally watch that. Um, so now we'd move on to the random anime generator. And I'd like to say that I am using my meta for this. So okay. Before, Ooh. Uh, so... The, um, the hostess with the mostess is using his meta. I'm using my meta because I feel like it. That's literally okay. all it is. Um, Sounds good. He feels like it. Sounds good. I, I, I feel like it. I have tested it beforehand, and there, and we are in a situation. You know, and we're, I, we are in a situation 
where we might not 100% get it. It's like an 80% chance we're going to get it. Oh, boy. Because it's one of two shows we can get, but it will very likely be this one. But there's a small, teeny tiny like chance that we don't get it due to some complications. I like a risk. Um, so it's 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 basically like if the it's randomizer is your friend right now. No, it's a guarantee. It's it, it's a guarantee. It's almost a guarantee, but there's like a small little chance that it's 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 the other thing. You're feeling um, lucky, punk. So what are we doing? Well, we'll find out. Um, so. I'm going to plug in my things. Uh, it's going to be all TV ratings with all watch links. It is yeah. 1 to 12 episodes uh, with a score range from 8.5 to 10. Okay. Okay. And the years in the year range is 2022 to 2023. We all know what it is. <laughs> Included genres are comedy, Music and slice of life. We all know what it is. I'm going to repeat this for those who maybe weren't listening. All TV ratings, all watch links, 1 to 12 episodes. Score range is 8.5 to 10. Year range from 2022 to 2023, including genres, music, comedy, and slice of life, and excluding none. I'm not excluding all of them. I don't need to exclude them. I trusted that. So let's go and generate it. And I got it. Next time on the podcast, we are doing my favorite show of 2022, Bochi the Rock. We all knew what it was. Like, come yeah. on. Finally get a chance for you guys to shit, sit down and fucking watch this, for God. Yeah, sakes. I got it. I finally get to finish it because I got like four episodes in and then uh, stopped watching. And then dipped, I guess. I finally get to start it. Yeah. It's only 12 episodes. It's not long. So, like, fuck it. Uh, yearning to make friends and perform live with a band, lonely and socially anxious, Hitori Bochi Goto devotes her time to playing the guitar. On a fateful day, Bochi meets the outgoing drummer Nichiki Ichiji. I fucking Her name is so hard to pronounce. Who invites her to join Kesaku Band when their guitarist, Ikuyokita, flees before their first show. Soon after, Bochi meets her final bandmate, the cool bassist Ryo Yamada. Although the first performance together is subpar, the girls feel empowered by their shared love for music and are soon rejoined by Kita. Finding happiness in performing, Bochi and her bandmates put their hearts into improving as musicians while making the most of their fleeting high school days. Bochi the Rock is currently available for streaming on on Crunchyroll in sub only. Uh, I no, it's uh, sub only. Uh, I, my name is Matt, aka Legion Rex. You can find me on Twitter at Legion Rex. You can also find me on YouTube at Legion Rex as well as on Twitch where I stream once in a blue moon with me, I have my coach Shane, aka the bearded one. You can wow. find him on Twitter at Beauty Gaming Network, as well as on YouTube at Beauty Gaming Network, as well. He posts podcasts, let's plays, uh, gameplay videos, old streams, unboxings, bunch of other stuff. You you can also find him on Twitch, where he streams every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday from seven to ten. Uh, he should be back to streaming when this episode goes up, and he will be streaming. Uh, a more of Sonic Adventure. Uh, Sonic Adventure, got, baby. He's still got a bunch left to do in that, actually. I've uh, got, well, only I only did Sonic, Sonic so I've got everything else. But everything else goes by pretty quick, so. Pretty quick. Except, 
I don't. It depends. Let's see. We'll see. <laughs> we'll, we'll we'll see how big goes. That's the. That's I was gonna, the I was gonna say. I was gonna say big is a is a is the question mark of the night. I would imagine. Um, but in any case, uh, we also I also have my co-host Spencer. AK, uh, Spencer, you can find him on Twitter. Beery Burton with two e's. Two e's. Two e's. Where he likes a lot of cosplay pictures, and he is the fan page of the Cincinnati Bengals. That's correct. Uh, so you can go follow him there. I hope you enjoyed listening to us, and I hope that you. Uh, and I hope. And if you made it this far, thank you for listening, and we'll see you all next time for Bochi the Rock, where I will become the most annoying person alive. Bochi, yeah. Bochi the Rock, more like Bochi. I'm rock talk. hard. Oh. Okay. Anyway, bye. Right. Thank you for listening to the Gap. If you like what you've seen, you can subscribe to the Gap Podcast YouTube channel to get the latest podcasts as they go live. Be sure to like and comment and let us know what you guys think of the show. Thank you very much for tuning in, and we'll see you next week. Don't get the gold.